up everybody got another episode here trying to keep to my promise uh, my new year's resolutions uh, as i put it would be to it was to be more consistent with this particular show uh, for any of you guys that follow our other programs we do those super regularly and sometimes it uh, takes precedence over this one sadly but i want to be able to do these at least consistently on a monthly if not a bi-weekly basis but so far so good we're two for two now and i want to say uh, if you guys are following the other shows, you guys might know that I am currently in Europe and in particular, I'm in London, England. And right across the table from me is a good pal of mine, an old friend going back a decade, Mr. John Milan. Hi. Hi. Hello, everybody. And you might be wondering, what accent is that? Is it Danish? Is it French? Is it American? Is it hoity-toity Fraser Crane? It's hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, I get asked all the time, where where's that accent from? I get South African. Sometimes I get uh, Irish. Um, yeah. Canadian. What's your posh? He was doing this British posh accent before we actually started rolling and I want him to do it. What go ahead. It's pretty good. Well, the it's, it's based off the voice of a YouTuber that I listen to all the time and his name is Carl Benjamin. And he's sort of a posh, obviously goes to, uh, went to a public school, which is like a sort of your Oxford Cambridge type education. So he's well-educated and he's got a bit of a posh accent like this. So he's, I've listened to hours and hours of this YouTuber, Carl Benjamin, also known as Sargon of Akkad. Um, it's a great voice. And as much as I love that voice, we'll stick with the regular one because I can't take it because I'm looking at you right now and it's hard to take you too seriously. We're keep, uh, yeah, keep a straight face. No. Uh, so you know. Well, we thought it was a great idea to talk. You had the idea of chatting with me because as somebody from the United Kingdom currently, you've been here, what, about a decade, 11 years, something like yeah, that? Yeah, just over a decade. Okay. 11 years or so. You thought it'd be interesting to discuss pretty much anything and everything, but in particular, it started with the topic of the political landscape, uh, especially of America, from the perspective of somebody across our pond, right? Mm -hmm. And then versus someone like me who actually lives there, in which you've you've been in America, right? Yeah. You have ties to America. Yeah, ties uh, in, in as such as friends, um, no relations, no family, um, nothing like that. But I have been there a number of times, uh, usually short visits, no longer than a month or two. So, but uh, my schooling was an international school and it was American and Canadian teachers. So I do feel like I had some sort of uh, education and a connection to the country from an early age, you know, for whatever that's worth. So to keep it very simple and to the point to start off with, uh, what is your opinion of somebody like Donald Trump being a Brit? Wow. Straight in, straight in. Straight Good. in. Good. Yeah. Why not? Um, right off the bat, um, me, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have the sort of opinion that the, say a large percentage of people walking around London uh, are going to have, and which would be extremely negative, extremely one-sided. Um, I, I actually have things, I try to look at things more rationally um, and 
Donald Trump is someone I try to look at what he's doing as opposed to just uh, sort of emotional arguments against him or hearsay or accusations, which are often biased. Um, and the way I see it is he's I like a lot of things he does because he says what he's going to do. And he usually tries to follow through on his promises, mm-hmm. which I think can't be said for a lot of politicians. It's, in general. It's, it's unheard of. It really is. I mean, even if you think these propositions he makes are absolutely bananas, you can't dog the guy for actually trying to go through with what he promised. I mean, he had a campaign, he made promises in those campaign, he wins and oh my gosh, he's actually trying to deliver them. Of course, the people that didn't want him in office to begin with, they're going to be mad when he's trying to do them. But I mean, if it was your person that won, I mean, wouldn't you expect them to deliver on what it is that you voted in for? I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Now you said the majority of people in London might have a particular perception of Donald Trump. Correct. Now, I would think that the people that voted for something like Brexit have a similar conservative train of thought. Now, clearly there was a majority of people that voted for that now, but you still think a lot of those people hate someone like Donald Trump and what the conservative party stands for these days? Um, no. So yeah, firstly, um, I think you could relate, uh, London to somewhere maybe like California, okay. um, to Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York. Makes sense. Which from San Francisco is on its entirely own plane, by the okay. way. It's well, just- there you go. Can I say California? Is that a good yeah, way of just describing a, whole, a general, sure, very liberal sure. state with a lot of liberal, a lot of Democrat, very Democrat yeah, strong? Yeah, for sure. Uh, New York, would New York be from from the way I see it? New they're, York is they're quite definitely liberal. liberal. I've spent quite a bit of time in New York in the last year, and that's mm. definitely the impression I got. You okay. know, I, I didn't see, I mean, I'm sure there's conservatives in New York. But they're not exactly the ones that are walking around in their MAGA hats and really flaunting it, right? Okay, so there's not a lot of MAGA hats, not a lot of Trump no. bumper stickers it, and so on. It was Hillary territory or where whoever, you oh, know, right. I bet you go okay. to places where I'm from in the Midwest, you know, Missouri, it is Trump signs as far as the eye can see. People are proud to brand it. They wear it. Okay. They wear it as a badge of honor. Middle but, America. But this is also the part of the country where it is very common that in, in front of every suburban home, they have American flags up. Mm. It's a very patriotic part of the part of the nation, right? You know, where I live now, it's not like that. Now, technically, Arizona is um, a red state. I think we're on the cusp now. It's pretty 50-50. You know, it's, it's starting to blur a bit. But still, you Can don't- Can I just ask something? Was is, is Arizona been a traditionally a red state? Yes. Okay. You know, gun-loving- Right. So majority red state. Yeah. But I believe, we, like okay. I said, we just hired, uh, so I hired, we just elected our first senator who is a Democrat in a while. So, I mean, that's not a, mm. I believe I'm not mistaken there, but it's still technically red, but it is pretty close to being 50 50. But yeah. regardless, I walk around in Phoenix, Arizona, and you don't see American flags. I'm not seeing, yeah. you know, I, I might go on a walk and I go on jogs all the time and I'll go on long walks. Mm. You know, maybe if I walk around for two hours, I might see an American flag, yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, in Missouri, the heartland, Nebraska, Iowa, yeah, every other house. Sometimes it's yeah. like crazy, Man. and it's just part of the fabric, right? You have yeah. you have the great you have the dads out barbecuing in the summer, and they're mm-hmm. wearing American flag T-shirts and their yeah. their khaki shorts and their New Balance kicks, right? Yeah, yeah. They're grilling the hot dogs, the, getting yeah, ready for Fourth of the, July. Yeah, okay. yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, people there Stereotype, they yeah. sell they celebrate yeah. Fourth of July everywhere. You know, it just depends on which part of the country you're in, the part that they're really exploiting, right? Some people just want to have fun and drink and blow shit up. 
right? When yeah. you go to certain places in the Midwest, of course, there's people that want to do that too. But you have people like my grandfather, which by the way, he's of the generation that's always going to turn up to the voting booths, right? He's the reason why Donald Trump gets elected. He's the reason why any conservative um, yeah. official gets elected because as much as the young kids want, you know, pie in the sky, Bernie Sanders dreams, a lot of them stayed up too late hitting the bong and they missed uh the, mm. they, they missed the ballot they don't get up out of bed to go or they don't think their vote really matters right they might have a loud voice on social yeah. media but they're not turning up right they're not doing their homework right they maybe maybe they know what maybe they know the equations right but they're not showing up and in, in acing the test they're fucking up in that sense but i guarantee you when i've gone to the polls right last two elections when i go it is nothing but old timers right it is old even in arizona like i said you go there and it's it's all the people with the maga hats mm-hmm. or whatever american flag real patriots yep. they are showing up bright and early and they are voting and they they're bringing their entire family to vote it is different so uh, my grandfather that's the kind of guy that is celebrating the fourth of july for what it stands for because he loves america right yep. my grandfather's a diehard christian amazing man but even he admits you know what these days christmas is more about commercialism and consumerism than anything else. So I, I gravitate a little bit more to independence day because to me that still is taken somewhat seriously where he lives. Cause it's a big deal. Mm. So, right. I don't know. Interesting. I think that's a, a sort of view that we may not see so much over here, that side. Uh, it might be depicted in sort of a caricature sort of way or sort of in a demeaning way, mm-hmm. representing that chunk of America. So that middle America or they, they call it the Bible Belt or whatever you want to call it. Um, that isn't really well represented over here in the media. So it's not something. So this is like news to me. It's interesting to me to hear this because I don't hear that that part of America described. Well, and I, I'm not trying to come off too hardcore on one side or the other to anybody listening or anything else. I mean, if anything, you know, if my norm Zach from our other podcast, he does co-host this every now and again with me, but he likes to say it's a cop out when you have somebody that's a, a conservative yeah. and instead of just coming out and saying they're conservative, they kind of go for the, uh, the pussy movement and say, well, you know, I'm a, um, uh, I'm kind of in, I'm a centrist, you know, I'm a kind of a, a right leaning center bullshit. You know, you're conservative. Yeah. You try and act like, well, you know, gray area so, topics. Sounds like me sometimes. Actually. But the thing <laughs> is, is I really am seriously. Okay. So. Um, sorry, when you say you really are, you really are, uh, I, I believe, I believe, well, I am a conservative, I think, but, but I believe mm-hmm. in, I believe in gray areas. I'm not across the board on certain things. You know, you take something like abortion, right? Okay. Yeah. Abortion. Now I could easily tell you what I would do in my situation. If it were completely up to me, yeah. if I got somebody pregnant, I would hope to God, I would want to take responsibility for it. Because I wouldn't want to make a certain action and live with a certain action because I do believe in a certain thing. With that said, I'm not 100% sure I believe the government should be making those decisions for people, right? So it's it's kind of this weird gray area. It's kind of like I wish, yeah. I wish I could cast a vote saying I vote that people really make the best decision. <laughs> like they just really come to grips with what you're doing and yeah. and and maybe think like me. Yeah. But I can't tell you what to do. Um, but I, but I know there's so many issues with that. There's so many checks and balances, right? So if we didn't have abortion, man, what would happen to the surplus population? You know, it'd be insane. 
who knows? And you could even branch off and, and bring in things like cures for AIDS and can't, well, mainly cancer. AIDS is pretty in control for and the most part. And overpopulation is, is a problem as well. It's something that we can need you to watch out for. Can you imagine? We are though, overpopulating the planet. Can you imagine yeah, so. if every irresponsible person, and I'm not trying to blanket that, right? Like everybody that has irresponsible, but let's face it, you have certain populations in certain parts of the country the ghettos and certain um, it's, it's associated with like maybe the more poor class and maybe it comes down to education. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Arizona, I'll say it again. Some of the uh, like some are like Tucson, somewhere that's a little closer to the border, but even in Phoenix, you know, I, I'm not trying to be stereotypical here, but you see a lot of very, very, very young single Latin mothers. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a stereotype there. It's like, Oh my gosh, well the deadbeat, <laughs> Mexican guy ran off, whatever. I'm not saying it's the case, but it has nothing to do with <laughs> ethnicity. It doesn't. You know what it has to do with? It's education, right? Yeah. Because Arizona has really piss poor public schools. And I think a part of that is there's so many of their schools in certain towns and certain neighborhoods that are mm. strictly Spanish. Okay. Or uh, some of the poor neighborhoods, you have only Spanish speaking kids going to them and they don't know the language and they have an extra hard. And it just, it makes teaching harder, I imagine. It just, it, it makes for a lack of consistency. That's my take on it. Yep. But the, Arizona for public schools is ranked really low. Okay, um, let's see. But I think it's an education thing, right? And yeah. so you have all these people that are having babies. And you said there's a lot of kids, a lot of people or a lot of kids in, in the state of Arizona that don't like, don't speak English well. It's well, a common thing. Certain neighborhoods, right? Okay. You, so there's certain neighborhoods right. you go. Right. Same thing with California. You go to certain neighborhoods. Yeah. And it's all Spanish speaking sp grocery stores, I all see. Spanish speaking market. It's a Spanish neighborhood yeah. or Mexican yeah. neighborhood or whatever. Um, and you know, you know what it's like, you know, those people, they come over and uh, naturally they don't want to assimilate. It's, it's, it's more natural for them to flock together. And, and we naturally do that. I mean, as, as everybody, beings, everybody it's, a, it's does. a tendency, it's a natural tendency to stick Dude, with your kind of a hundred percent degrees. It doesn't help anybody, but I'm guilty of it too. You know, I've done a lot of traveling. That's how we yeah. met 10 years ago. Yeah. I remember when I went to um, Asia for the first time, I was living in China for quite a China while, like six yeah. months. Yeah. And I can't even describe to you what it was like when I see another Westerner yeah. And, and, and where I was at, cause it wasn't like a super common thing. Just got excited. Oh, you yeah. get super excited and you run up yeah. to him. You, you, if you were an yeah. introvert, you yeah. were an extrovert real quick. Yeah. And that was me, man. Like trying to chat it up and make friends. Hey, you want to have coffee yeah. later? And yeah, 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 I did yeah. that all the time because it was a bit like that when, when I went to, um, I did a trek in Nepal to Everest base camp mm -hmm. and it was the same thing. Every once in a while you'd come across, uh, you know, foreign travelers and yeah, you just well, kind of get all excited. So I totally understand it when, when they do that, yeah. these populations come over, whether it be uh Polish communities in Chicago, which are massive oh, or right, okay. Italians. And, it was a big Polish community. Huge, the biggest in the United yeah, States. Big one here in London. Yeah. Chicago is the biggest in the United States, maybe the world, but it's huge. All right. Um, but, or, you know, obviously in the Southwest of America, Mexican populations, yeah. and it's not just Mexicans. It's people coming in from like Honduras and El Salvador, mm -hmm. those like close countries to mm -hmm. Mexico. But regardless, I get it, but it doesn't help necessarily, right? You would hope they would learn the language and want to assimilate, but they just kind of keep to their own neighborhoods. Mm. And I think that probably doesn't help the education, the system, everything gets bogged down. It's basically bringing whatever little border town they came from out, you know, in Mexico to America. And I don't know. Yeah. I, you wish they yeah. would, but I get it because I've been there. And I tell you what, man, when I went to China, I never felt, and that's why I wanted to do it, by the way. I wanted to feel what it felt like as an immigrant in our country, right? That mm -hmm. comes not knowing the language and how they must feel. And I felt alienated. I felt isolated. I came yeah. there and I 
I had no one to talk to and nobody can understand me. And I had to get really good with talking with my hands and uh, being nonverbal and communicating in other ways. And man, I got real depressed. Like the first couple of months I was really depressed. I'm like, man, I, I felt like a ghost and it, and it really made me, it put things in perspective. I'm like, man, this is what some of these people that are crossing the border legally or illegally are facing they go through it's like man i can only imagine and, and I, you feel more lonely a bit more isolated because communication is harder because of language barriers oh, of it's course hard. yeah yeah and also just uh not relating as well to to those well, people and then and, and so it's going to make uh socializing that bit harder and from for people that are from south of our border yeah i'm not trying to say they have it easier but maybe they do because we have tons of people that speak spanish especially in like arizona yeah it's not hard you know you come here you're not from here you don't know english like i said we've got big communities that only speak spanish or or bilingual and so they have a crutch right it makes them feel comfortable dude i was a westerner in china and and i wasn't even in beijing most of the time i was in uh, Tianjin for like five months, right? Okay. That's not, yeah. and it, yeah. it was no English. Yeah. So I didn't even have like a compadre or, you know, I, but, I, but I've worked with people that were illegal and they were, they'd come here and they'd work the, you know, kind of like the lower jobs. They'd be dishwashers yeah. in the restaurant and they'd come in, they literally have no one to talk to. And it's like, man, they don't really talk to anybody because they don't have anybody to talk to. Maybe there's one yeah. person that speaks Spanish in the, the restaurant or something. And it's gotta be tough. I don't know, but I get it. I get why they do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a weird thing. And the whole thing with Donald Trump and the wall and border control and all that stuff. I mean, what is your guys' opinion about something like the wall? Uh, Well, I mean, you know, to summarize, the general feeling here is, you know, very anti the whole idea of the wall. Um, When you break down the arguments, it doesn't seem to a lot of the arguments kind of fall flat, I think or seem to be emotionally motivated as mm-hmm. opposed to uh, factual. Um, They're wide of the mark on a lot of things, I find. Um, but yeah, uh, the general consensus is it's 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 morally wrong. It's uh, it's just like it's kicking, it's keeping people out. It's, you know, it's 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 a just reprehensible thing to do is to have, um, which I don't understand because if you just break it down to sort of like a macro micro level, you know, you don't, you don't leave the doors to your front. You don't leave the, the door to your house open. You mm-hmm. don't leave the, your gate open. So what I don't, I'm going to yeah. check you on something that will not check you, sure. but you said you made a point and this isn't what you believe necessarily, but you're saying yeah. people around here might say yeah. it. So they think morally wrong. The wall is because it keeps so, people out. But the thing is, is the wall isn't supposed to keep anybody out. The laws that are already in place are supposed to keep everybody out. The thing, the thing is, is the wall yeah. is supposed to be for the people that are breaking the laws that are already in place, right? So, the, so there are laws forbidding the people that are illegally crossing. So of course. that's yeah. what I'm saying. So the laws are in place. It's so, illegal to do what so they're doing. So why would yeah. anybody think the concept of a wall would be morally wrong? It's just kind of uh, enforcing what is already there, right? That's really all it of is. Course. No, of course. I don't, of course it is. The wall itself coming from like a financial uh, angle or anything is kind of silly when when he first started describing it it was like all right you're getting a little comic aspects book-y. of it might might be a little silly getting yeah. a little comic booky with it and yeah. i'm thinking okay i could see you putting up more reinforcement on certain stretches of the border but mm. the, the at first it seemed like it was painted as this massive wall that was going to go coast to whoa from the gulf yeah. to the yeah, something game of thrones from the, like, from know, the pacific like, i'm like that's yeah. that's not gonna yeah. whatever but I don't, if you kind of get past all that and it's, it's slimmed down since then, I don't think it's this big comic book 
crazy villain thing. No, it was, I mean, I've heard a few things, but it's it's kind of like almost like a, a aluminum sort of uh, uh, contraption. There's nothing or wrong it's not with that it. High I, I have no problem with whatever they got to do. Maybe that's not the most feasible way. Maybe I, maybe it would help. I'm sure it would help a little bit. If you have more, uh, and they one big thing they kept saying was like, and this would be like Mexican Americans or illegals or whatever. They would say in retaliation and anger, uh, you know, we're just going to find another way to get in. Like, you know, that's not going to keep us out. We can climb yeah, or we can go around. About, uh, we can dig, we tunnels, can dig tunnels. And you know what? It's true. We know the tunnels already exist. Of which course. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because Donald Trump brings out uh, just vitriolic uh, spew from anybody like you were talking about in private with me the other day it's like mm-hmm. democrats have stooped to that level and they're having to uh you know uh, be ugly in their yeah, words civility has gone out the window <laughs> same thing with like definitely oh, as far as he's you, concerned you had yeah. mexican americans saying this stuff online yeah. like we're just going to find like you're just you're glorifying breaking in and breaking the laws of our country yeah. just to make out of spite to make a president you guys don't like but you don't realize this is a little offensive to other people other than the president it is yeah. But and it's offensive. Glorifying breaking the law. It's offensive to the people that do it the right way, right? And I've talked to many people, and like I said, there are gray areas, right? So I've talked to many people that uh, you know I've I've made that point. Well, you know, what about the people that did it the right way? And like, but it takes so long and it's so difficult. I'm like, those are the rules, man. Life's difficult. Not everything is easy. Some things are easy and simple. Some things take time. That doesn't mean, you know what, John? It's 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 hard to save up a million dollars in the bank account in savings. It's hard, right? Tell me about it. <laughs> Does that mean you go steal it from a bank? No, you accept uh, that it's hard and you're either going to fail trying or you're not going to even attempt it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what else to say. I'm trying to make comparisons here, but it's the silliest thing in the world. Like if it takes forever, if it takes so much quicker to go to Canada, go to Canada, right? Yeah. It, it's just the way it is. My opinion you know, has always been, and you touched on it earlier, um, and I wonder how many people are going to hate me after this podcast. Cause I do come off like a conservative. It depends where it, uh, where, yeah, where it depends it, who's listening. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to be yeah. real here, but you touched on it yourself earlier. Okay. You would not leave your front door unlocked. Right. The no. thing is, is everybody by nature is an opportunist. Right. So if you left your door unlocked yeah. and let's say it was like the purge situation, you took away laws, nobody was accountable for anything yeah. for one night. Dude, you are not everybody. I'm a good person. You're a good person, but you're going to have some people that'll take advantage. I'm like, I'm going to break into this house. Uh, Let's say there was no guns. Let's say uh, gun rights were removed in the U.S. Okay, well, I'm look. This guy, he cannot do anything to me. He has no weapons. He will not do anything to me. I can go in there. His doors are unlocked. I can steal everything he has, and I'm not. I'm going to get away scot free. Or you know, worse, maybe somebody heinous. I'm going to rape his daughter. I'm going to get away scot free. There will be some sick freaks that will do it. Even if it's one in a million, somebody at some point is going to come into your house. If you leave your door open, you, I could leave my gate open. I could leave my front door open. There's going to be a lot of good people walking by who are going to respect it. They're not going to come in. There's risks involved with coming in. At some point, somebody, if you leave your door open, somebody's going to come in and do something. Someone's going to come in and chance it and steal something. I don't care if it's, it's one. It's a precaution. I don't it's care if it's precaution. one. And it's your right. It's your right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to protect your stuff so how is the country any different that's what i'm saying i don't care if it's one out of a trillion in people. one way it's not different it's i can't see how in, in, in you know on a simple level i know the, the argument gets a little bit more complex for certain reasons and we'll, we'll i'm sure we're going to touch on some of those but essentially i think a big part of this argument should not be it should not differentiate this it's your border it's your the border is is to your home it's like the gate to your garden 
You, it, there, you have a right and you should keep a fence there. So somebody wants to come in, they can knock on your gate, they can ring your doorbell, and then you can choose to let them in. If they don't do that, just having it wide open just opens it up for somebody with bad intentions going to come in at some point. So you have that choice. It gives you control. You can let somebody in if you choose to. They can ring your doorbell. I like the And it should be the same thing at the border. You have border control. They can assess who's there. They can assess who's coming in and decide. Gives you control. You want to have some control and power for who's coming into your country. And we can't help that it's a long line and it's a long list of things you got to do. We can't help that. There's a lot of people that want to come, right? That's what's, that's what's hurting it. Right. I can't, they're, they're trying to make, this is where the argument gets a little bit more muddied. Yeah. Because, okay, look, moral aspect, is it it quote unquote, um, becomes more, you could say a bit more of a more complex. Is it America's fault or is it, the fact that you're coming from a country you think is really shitty, right? And there's such a yeah. demand to get over here. It's yeah. not our fault that we can't quite keep up with it. We have a yep. system, right? If we were a different country where the demand was less, yeah. it might be a speedier process. Yeah. I don't know, but you just kind of have to accept it. And on one side, like I said, I get that people want the best for their kids. I understand that there are people that come over uh, that do abuse the system. They are illegal, but they have the best intentions in mind because they just want to do what's right for their family. Yeah. There are they're people just trying to find a better life. Sure. Yeah, and and, and you know it. what? Like you, if you were a parent, you would do anything for your kids. You would steal That's bread. A That's you, a really good point to make. Yeah. You would steal bread from a market to feed your child yeah. if he was hungry. Yeah. So I get it. There's a lot of people that are doing that. They're coming yeah. in illegally. They're not paying taxes. They're taking advantage of our tax paying yeah. dollars, living off us yeah. and then sending over their money across the border. Yeah where they're living more or less like Kings because of the conversion rate, right? They are taking full advantage off taxpayers. That's wrong. But in their mind, they're like, yeah, but I'm benefiting and my kids are benefiting. So I get it. I get it. So here's my opinion on that. Yeah. Um, I think we're more than fair on the current process. Like usually it was, you get caught, they send you back, slap on the wrist, right? But Mm -hmm. if they catch you coming back a second time after they send you back after that warning shot, then you're in trouble. I think that's always been pretty fair right mm-hmm. so my opinion is i wasn't actually aware of that that's an interesting thing i, I wasn't sure about sort of like a second chance like a two strike thing now i don't know how it's changed since donald trump entered office i really don't so i don't want to speak out of school maybe it's like a one yeah, maybe it's don't a have that second yeah maybe but the thing is is they're still even with donald trump in office yeah. they're not going after people that are legal they're going right. the people that they're calling ice on and going after are the people that are breaking the laws yeah. right the pe- yeah. they're they're not stupid they know the people that are keeping their nose clean that are undocumented right yeah there's still dollars and tax money and stuff that they're not worrying about those people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like I said, on one side, I get it. I get why they're doing it. Yeah. That's why if I was in charge, yeah. if I was on the border or if I was an yeah. ICE agent or something like that, yeah. um, and I caught you, I'd be like, look, I, it's, it's like, I, it's, I, it's like a child that tries to sneak a cookie before dinner, before dinner. Yeah. I get why you want the cookie. It's sweet. It tastes good, but I'm still your parent and I'm telling you, no, 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 that's not good to spoil your dinner. And I'm going to turn you away from the cookie. I, I get it. I get why you wanted the sweets. It tastes good, but I still have to police it and be like, no, that's not what's best for you or us. Yeah. Right. Right. That's all it is. So I don't yeah. dog you necessarily for trying it, Yeah. but don't get mad at us when we catch you and be like, no, no, good try. Bye. You know? Yeah. Don't get mad at us either, but some people do. They act like it's unfair. I'm like, no, it's not an unfair system. Yeah, I can. I to to I can understand that argument, the main argument, and it's 
if it, and and people always they they put it this way here is yet yeah, as you said if you if it was you in that situation if you were struggling to feed your family if you were in a in a place that was in maybe in a violent maybe. situation where your family was uh, exposed I've said to levels of violence or maybe just financially just struggling so much that you couldn't feed your or clothe your kids enough I would I'll tell you right now mm-hmm. I would break the law mm-hmm. to get a better life for my family. And that's exactly what I'm saying. I yeah, understand. I would. I would understand. I, I would sit here and be and, and lie or be or be a hypocrite and say, "Oh, I would be better than that. I would let my children go hungry because I I don't want to break the law. 100%. I would break the law. 100%. I'm not killing anybody. Well, of course, I'm crossing a border. That's that's what's worth. But no, 100. Yeah. percent And that's exactly it's why it's not so evil. There are worse crimes you can commit. Of that's course. exactly why I say I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. But that's why I'm like. Hey, I get it. Why you want that cookie? It's sweet. But like I said, there's also laws and there's rules. And I wouldn't, I would hope to God, I wouldn't be upset that I got caught. Like, ah, you know, you know, you know the consequences if you get caught. Right. So it's like a game. Is the way of helping people that are struggling, people that do need, that are looking for a better way of life, people that are trying to improve the life for them and their families, is the solution to kind of like, we'll wink, we'll wink, kind of wink. We will turn, you know, we'll turn and look the other way a little bit, you know, just so we can help people out more. I'm not so sure that's the right. We'll let people break the law because it's going to help struggling people out there must be a better way to help those people are all these people that are complaining about it are they going and and running programs are they trying to improve people's lives are they going and volunteering in mexico or whatever other countries to improve people's lives like that that would be one good thing Uh, that's something i would personally do if i felt that strongly about helping people improve their their condition what you know why are we not volunteering and going over there i mean you know what's funny there's got to be a better way is what i'm saying than like looking the other way and letting people break the law. Illegal immigration is a huge part of Mexican economy, which is bad too, right? Because they come over here, work, and they send our money, undocumented, illegal, untaxed, to Mexico for their families, and it pumps into their economy. That's when, uh, you know, Donald Trump was trying to do his power play at the beginning of the election of, oh, Mexico's going to pay for it, and the president got all upset. He got the president to cuss. That fucking guy. He brings everybody to that level to actually say things worse than what he says, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're making a point of that. Like, Donald Trump never calls anybody stupid mother, but he brings these people to that point where they say it to him. Yeah, Yeah. He's actually a professional troll he's really yeah. good at ruffling feathers i guess mm. but no and he said you know what his his power play would look how are you going to make mexico pay for it he's like well i'm going to shut off uh money money transfers i'm going to shut off wire transfers and, and money orders to mexico i'm going to sh- completely shut them down God, and then business huh? oh and you know what Jeez. dude that in, that enraged the president of mexico right because it's true it's like yeah. dude you got you know how much money you have coming over that's all based off illegal and it's taking advantage of our system it's pumping into mm-hmm. your economy i'm going to cut them all mm-hmm. off no wire transfers to mexico no yeah. money transfers you know what i'm that. interested a question i have actually and maybe you know the answer is how how bad is the situation because a lot is made of about of people trying to improve their lives you know are we talking like a syria level uh uh poverty violence are people like are people on starvation or is it that they're struggling people got mad because donald trump made generalizing comments i think everything donald trump said was true but he made them in a generalized way which was not true right so he was making true statements if you can speak donald trump so when he Mm -hmm. says Look, when they're coming across the border, we're not getting, the, we're getting the rapists, we're getting the murderers. He, yeah. The way he words it, it sounds like he's saying they're all rapists yeah. and murderers. Now, that is the way it comes off when he says it, but yeah. I'm not an idiot. I know for a fact he doesn't mean that. 
I'd be a yeah. moron to think he really was insinuating yeah. that everybody coming up. No, he's making a yeah. broad statement, which is probably bad on his part, but I know he doesn't mean that, you know, yeah. people like to it's take so easy though, to frame it. People like way, to course. take, yeah, to frame. you can willfully misrepresent what yeah. he's saying, of course, because like, you're against him. It's like, you're, you have to be an idiot to think. And I certainly think he doesn't come across well a lot. You know, I'll, I definitely don't. I think uh, he doesn't communicate. He's not a good communicator. I don't think he puts things in a wise way. He's a great communicator to his audience. Let me tell you, he's, okay. he's Garth Brooks at his, yeah. his, his, his rallies. Well, that's, just that's no the, nonsense. Just says it as it is. That's my yeah. biggest pet peeve with Donald Trump. Yeah. And I'll say it right now. I don't hate Donald Trump. He's okay. got, honestly, I think he's got just as many, if not more qualities about him than detractors. You know, I'm trying to look at what's really important, right? Okay. Now, at the you end of the, the day, the good outweighs the bad. Okay. I think so. Well, the thing is, is ideally, mm. I wish we had somebody in office that was everything. He had a he had a thick spine, strong backbone, but he was a God fearing man, and he was also very compassionate and diplomatic, and all these things, loving. He yeah. was everything. Yeah. But you're never going to have that perfect guy. You know, Barack Obama, in my opinion, he was super charming. He was charismatic, classy, you know, classy, great speaker. But yeah, that just sort of person. that yeah. just avoids that just uh, it becomes to me, it becomes a smoke and mirror thing because people love him because he's classy on the outside. He's charming. He makes a Jay-Z reference, winks at him in the crowd. Oh, I'm hip. I'm cool. And he does mm. the State of the Union address. He tells everybody, hey, everything's great. It cracks that joke. Oh, he's so great. Mm. But nobody's really paying attention of the politics that are going on behind the scenes and the things yeah. that were happening on his watch. Right. Yeah. I think people are. Uh, they're, they're looking at things yeah. askewed. Now it's great. I wish he had that as yeah. well. I wish Donald Trump had that demeanor, that tact, but right. you know what? I kind of like the guy's backbone and you know what, even though he's loose lipped and people say he's an idiot, I don't think he's quite as reckless as people. I think he's smarter than people give credit for. Okay. He knows what he's doing. He's kind of like a big kid that knows what he's like. A kid knows when he's instigating. A kid knows when he's getting a rise out of his so parents. Can, basically what you're saying is that he's a pro level troll. He's he, a, he, but he's self-aware. He knows what he's doing. Oh, I think he's very he's self-aware. playing on it. Well, I think he does get off. Because sometimes fact it doesn't come across that way. I think he I gets see. off on the fact that he uh, thinks and knows he's bulletproof. Because up to this point, he sure is. Nothing <laughs> takes this guy down. And I think he gets off on it, right? right? Okay. It, it, I think it is a little bit of a power trip for yeah. him. Uh, but I do genuinely think he loves the country. Because I remember there was one interview where he just he said something to some. There was a girl. I think it was on on immigration. Or on illegal immigrants and ICE and whatever. And he said, oh, don't be such a baby. Stop being such a baby. You know, he just shut her down like that. You know, it's just, so, just like such a blunt way of. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Donald Trump obviously can relate to every type of person. I think since he's been in office, of course, he's. I bet you he's learned a lot, yeah. you know, campaigning for president. Mm -hmm. And now he's reached out to this demographic who probably gave two shits about him before. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, because he was the elite billionaire playboy in New York. Isn't it weird? Now his his fan base is <laughs> Bible Belt. What? What yeah. is the weirdest thing in the world? Crazy. But I, I guarantee you, he, I guarantee he has to have learned a lot and learned about America during the whole process and learned yeah. about people that he probably never gave, you know, two thoughts about, uh, cause can he, can he relate to the middle man? Can he, can he relate to middle class? Can he relate He's to the a silver spoon in his mouth? All exactly. His life. He's hundred percent since he was born, but that doesn't know. necessarily make somebody a bad person inherently. No, it doesn't. Right. No, as long as you're wise and you, you know, the way of the world and you know how people live and you can just relate to people, but yeah, I'm not blaming still... anybody for being born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Right. It doesn't make you more or less a bad person. It's just, you had the same odds as I something you take into account, but it doesn't, you judge them by their actions at the same, in no, the same for way. sure. Yeah. So I think still do good. I think Donald Trump can. probably for a huge portion of his life was pretty out of touch. Right. 
I mean, and I can't blame Absolutely. him. I can't blame I him. I mean, he's running a whole business. I'm sure he he works with people. You know, when he's having these board meetings and stuff, yeah. he's not even talking to the, the the people that are vacuuming the floors. No. And, and I, I don't he's know. delegating to executives yeah, and, and a but bunch I'm sure, of different people. And I'm sure yeah. I, I've heard accounts that he had going to his hotels. He has run-ins and he was really friendly. But how yeah. he really doesn't really know him. He's just being nice. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. But I'm saying I'd have to believe that during all of this last uh, four years or whatever it's been, it has to have changed him even more with the actual campaigning. He, I'm sure he's maybe he didn't realize he was going to win. Maybe it's become something he didn't quite bargain for. But I think he's going for it. He's really trying to do a good job, even if it's for ego purposes. This guy, this guy doesn't want his hotels and his businesses to fail. And I know people make jokes. Oh, you had some failed businesses. The guy's had a million successful businesses too. Like people are slamming yeah, him. I hear because, that thrown at him a because lot. Because he's, like he, he's had four or five. Trump University failed. Trump Vodka failed. Like, or whatever. He, this, there's, had, a, there's a he, ho- there's I don't, don't quote me on the numbers. He's had four or five or six tank. But the guy's had how many that were successful? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's not even yeah, a not fair. So sure that's not that. a fair yeah. jab. Okay. But I'm saying this guy has his name on his hotels or yeah. whatever it is he's pitching. And he wants those to be successful because his name's on it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm on the line. He wants his presidency to go well. And I don't think he thinks he's going to please everybody, but what can he do? He can keep his campaign promises to the people that voted for him, Mm -hmm. right? I genuinely think, even if it's for his own ego, he's trying to do a good job. And I think he loves the country. Mm -hmm. I just think he's older. And I know people say, that's such a crutch to say an older guy. Look, kind of, but the thing is, is it's true. It doesn't make it any less true. You have older generation people. Donald Trump is the oldest sitting president ever. He's old. He's in his 70s. Yeah, he's in his 70s. He's yeah. the oldest. He, he, that's we, we, interesting. He's the oldest sitting president. Oldest. Oldest elected president ever. We we came off the youngest. We went from Barack Obama, the youngest, yeah. to the oldest ever. Isn't Crazy. that weird? That's yeah. what a, but anyway, Donald Trump is in his 70s. He's the age of my grandpa. Funny enough, he can come across as being the most childish. Uh, but, you know, that, again, is, that's not like that. Isn't a, it funny? The oldest yeah. the oldest of them all. And he's like my he's grandpa. The most sort of belligerent and sort and of belligerent child and he, of them he's all. He's the one that's the most like versed in Twitter. <laughs> right my, when our grandparents can't work twitter and mobile yeah. phones he's all about it yeah. but you know what the thing is is yeah. uh, on the side side note on the twitter thing people call him yeah. a baby mm. the thing is is twitter came out during the the barack obama presidency okay so when it came out in the middle of his presidency that means donald trump is the first official twitter era president mm. right i don't think he's doing anything unprofessional weird he's just it's just part of the wave if twitter mm. was around in abe lincoln's days Abe Lincoln would have been using it because it's a huge platform yeah. to get a message out quickly to everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it does make it easier, right? Back when you just had to do State of the Union address, everything was scheduled, you had a speech writer. It went through a lot more channels to ensure what you were going to say was calculated. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. But it's not. Well, the thing with, with Twitter is, you know, obviously Twitter can be a blessing or a curse. And, uh, you know, two good examples. Another example besides Trump is Elon Musk, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who tweets all the time because in one way you're getting this connection to the top man which is so interesting mm-hmm. but at the same time it's so easy to fuck to, up. to fuck up yeah it's, it's not so easy to run your mouth or say something that's off or provocative or something that's just off it's not just trump and, it's everybody everybody gets yeah. in trouble when they so when they when they have yeah. any kind of an audience right yeah. um if they have any sort of an audience eventually it, something comes back to bite them You're so say something that uh it's just inevitable just, right yeah twitter unwise twitter is the equivalent of 
um, what it was like to just talk with yeah. your buddies in private and you mm. slip something bad or something yeah. you regret. And maybe, like I said, you have remorse immediately after saying like, oh, mm. I shouldn't have said that. You know, I'm not here to judge people because I, I like to assume there's plenty of people even on Twitter that like, uh, yeah. people say, well, it's on Twitter. It's calculated. Not necessarily, man. People type away, like almost like they're thinking on Twitter. It's almost yeah. like a reaction yeah. thing. Just like if you were coming right out of your mouth from your brain to your mouth. Yeah. And um, to me, it's no different than that. But okay. now you have, you're not in your bedroom with your buddies. Yep. You're talking to your millions of followers and you can't just take it back to everybody. You know, if you said something that came off, you know, a lot of times things come off the wrong way, right? Yep. I've been guilty of saying things that just came off the wrong way. Like, that came off bad. And I've straight up said it. And my close yep. friends might be like, yeah, I, I know. I know what you meant. But it's like, oh, mm -hmm. you're glad you weren't in like an auditorium full of yep. people because I don't know everybody closely. Yep. So that's what Twitter is, man. And you have yeah. everybody that wants to see everybody fall and crumble, right? Yep. People have this fascination with seeing successful people just crumble. They, yep. I think it empowers regular, quote unquote, regular people. I believe to, that as well. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, it empowers regular, yeah. quote unquote, air quote, people that... It empowers them to know I can destroy this elitist career, this elite yeah. person, this yeah. Hollywood. That is scary to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying some people don't deserve it. Obviously, there's, huh. you have the R. Kelly bull bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's people that deserve to be on trial. And, something and that's said a lot in this country. It's said a lot specifically about the UK, how uh, we love, they said, I'll always say this, we love to tear down our celebrities. We like to big them up. Yeah. And then we like to tear them down. And that's just like, that's like a, almost like call like one of the national pastimes. I think it's a high. It's Who, a common thing. And I think that just goes all over the, all over the globe. Oh, it's like the guy, it's, just, it's James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, him. Yeah. I'm aware that of He that was one red, one redneck troll took him down. One just redneck yep. troll. Just yeah. some guy that maybe makes $15 an hour washing dishes. Uh, no, $15,000 yeah. a year washing dishes at a Denny's. He this, lost, he this, lost a, a multi-million dollar contract. This guy. He, yeah. This guy that yeah. normally in his everyday life can't even backtalk his boss at a Denny's yeah. was able to destroy a man's career with Disney, cost him yeah. millions of dollars and shatter. A and whole on the other side of the coin, you know, you had like a Twitter mob that got um, Mark Wahlberg off Ocean's Eleven or off various projects. It happens all the time. What, you know, people love. What a high that must be for Or uh, Liam Neeson, obviously, oh, with yeah. the whole, everything that erupted with that, all oh, that my whole God. eruption. I want to move on to that, actually. Yeah. It's like, that's funny you bring that up. Yeah. He uh, he he literally, I mean, they canceled the premiere. He canceled all sorts of things. Um, it, it has a real effect. I Before we- there's two arguments. One thing oh, I'll just say. Yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, I want to get into Liam Neeson because yeah. that, that's a nice segue. And there's a, I have an opinion about that as well. Yeah. But because I didn't wrap it up officially earlier- uh, about the whole immigration thing, because we yeah. were getting off on Donald Trump yeah, sure. and all that stuff wrapping up. Sure, sure. Bottom line, my opinion with the immigrant of the, the, the crossing the border border is bottom line. There's a reason why we have to control it, right? And we were talking about it. We were speaking about opportunists, right? In your front door, you leave your front door unlocked. There will be an opportunist, even if it's one out of a trillion people. There will be somebody that takes advantage yeah. Yeah. of no repercussions. Yeah. So think about it. If we completely opened the borders, right? We said, okay, you know what? We're just no border control, no homeland security. No one's watching the skies. You would have uh, certain radical terrorists invading. You know, yeah. you would have certain people flying in, even if it's just a few people out of a lot. Right. I'm not saying, but all it takes is a few bad people. Uh, you would have, or even less extreme, like not even terrorism and stuff. Yeah. You would have everybody that wanted to come over from, yeah. from Mexico taken advantage. Everybody would come in. Yeah. And what would they do? This tree of life, this tree of prosperity in America, mm. they would all pick at the fruit and nobody would pay taxes. Nobody would pay in. Everybody would take yeah. advantage 
of tax-free money and bringing it back home. And they would pick that tree of prosperity until it was dead. They yeah. would not leave any room. Yeah. So we have to shut it down so that tree can prosper, right? Yeah. So it can still live for the future generations. Mm. So your kids might have an opportunity, you know, because I don't think, you know, when this country was founded, however many years ago, I don't think the forefathers really anticipated when they said, give us your meek, give us your, you know, at the time they wanted to grow. Yeah. You know, they were, they were, they were dealing with people that were uh, escaping, you know, persecution, religious persecution in England. They wanted to grow in this whole thing. They weren't thinking that in just a couple hundred years, we were going to be 300, 350 million strong. And, uh, it would be as big as it was. Cause at the time it's like, yeah, give us your, give us your meat, give us your poor. But there was a time it's like, okay, well now I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Something was said a few hundred years ago, but we kind of have to reevaluate. It's like, we are to capacity now. Yeah. Like we have to gauge it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and should you match the immigration levels of like when Irish were coming over and you know, the mass immigration exodus to the United States, should that just carry on the pe- same way? People Obviously, say situations pe- change. People say the thing like the wall, they say that it goes against everything America was founded on. Like, mm-hmm. look, but you have to admit I'm saying we have to, no one is saying you can't, we have a system. We're just saying you can't come over illegally and too many people, one bad apple spoils the bunch, right? Right. So it's, it's like you're in school or you're in your family, right? Your brothers and sisters, your dad is, is kind of lenient with the rules, right? He's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys stay out till 10 until, you know, cause you guys are responsible enough until your brother gets caught having sex and drinking underage. Well, he ruined the party for everybody because your brother did this. Uh, Everybody's at home by eight. Right. I'm sorry. He still loves you. You can still go out. But until you earn that trust again, you go through a system. We just have to monitor it. Yeah. I just don't I just don't know why that's so hard. And also the way I see it is why, you know, what sort of controls do you believe there should be? Because obviously there are controls at the moment. There's there's border. There are border patrols. There are, you know. So do you think that there should be no uh, border control whatsoever? Do you think it should just be an open border? Absolutely. This is what I'm asking the people that have such an issue with it. And if they say, well, no, I think we should have they probably say, I think we should have exactly the levels that we have at the moment. So it's just like an argument of how much control you have. And uh, do you, you so you're balking at having more controls. Mm-hmm. because you think that you basically think there should be an influx of of people and you think that influx should be should include the what it includes now which is criminals good people you know struggling people nice people people that just want to contribute and and, and a lot of illegal immigrants if we let everybody in yeah in about 20 years america will be mexico we're going to collapse the economy if yeah. <laughs> you just everybody came in yeah. and started picking at that tree yeah. w- we would just be destroyed like why why does that and make sense and it's important to spe- and it's important to note that it's not that it's you're blocked mm-hmm. you're not blocked from coming in you can apply for asylum so you know the quote the, you're hungry give us your hungry you're tired your mm-hmm. your masses your uh, you know your 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 under your starving masses and we will take them in you can still apply at the border for asylum yeah. and the, there's a process you have to go through and you can apply you can say i'm, I'm escaping violence I'm coming from guatemala or i'm coming from mexico or whatever that exists but these people want you know people that oppose the wall want they want the easy way they want the easiest possible they way. want the illegal way the illegal no, they way. want the illegal way and i'm just trying to understand the morality of because they claim of course it's the moral thing we we care about people so we're going to let them break if i understand their position it's we're going to let them break the law 
because it's the moral thing to do because we're going to be helping struggling people out by allowing them. I just don't understand the logic. I understand to break the law. And if it's so moral, what about in that bunch of people, maybe 70, maybe 80% of a percentage of people that are legally coming over are good people. Mm-hmm. They may be doing illegal things, but they're they're not going to harm and hurt people. Correct. Even if there were just 20%, what about the effect that's going to have on people? Is that is that moral? Exactly. If I wanted to help everyone, so I let my front door open so that hungry people could come in, help themselves to stuff in my kitchen, it might use my bathroom. That's very nice. And there were lots of good people that really needed the help. Like they wanted to use the bathroom. Their baby's crying. They need to change the mm-hmm. nappy. That's all great. That's what about with my, my wife and kids? And there's one bad person that goes in there. What about the effect on them? What if it's just two out of every hundred people, as you said before, come in and but just those two people harm my wife, my kid, my pets, or my neighbors, mm-hmm. right? Now, how moral is that for the people? It's like who's whose rights are more important? The people that are there or the rights of people? Like that? Whose rights are more important? I don't understand where the morality, how moral that position is. The charity always, how do they charity explain always that away? starts at home, right? I mean, you have to. Your family's most important. It's a conscious personal choice. Look, and it, and it goes That's down the That's what charity is. I choose to go and help X, Y, and Z. Look, your priorities, your family, your direct family. Uh, and then, you know what? Obviously, we're talking about the home thing. You wouldn't leave your door unlocked. So your yeah. priority is your family. Um, but past your family, then your priority is your neighborhood, your neighborhood yeah. watch. You're protecting yeah. each other, your little community. Yeah. Then when you keep going- it should be. When you, keep, be when you keep going down the ladder, eventually- well, now we're down to the country, right? Yep. This country is our home. Yep. It's no different. Now, most people, like you said, even if there's a ton of people coming over legally, they're not inherently bad people. They're trying to just make a better life, even if they're breaking some rules in the process, but they're sure. not, they don't want to sure. hurt anybody. But you know what? Even like I said, even if it was one out of a trillion, we still have the sex trade, which is terrible, right? Yep. People run smuggling guns, smuggling drugs. They, these are people that are opportunists yeah. that are going to do it. We have sex trafficking, sex trafficking, drug trafficking. Arizona, Arizona is like the number one sex trafficking. Yes, like, Arizona. Wow. They come through El Paso. No, so they come. They come up through Arizona. Yeah, you know that. Obviously, they'll go through Texas, but they'll come. Yeah. They'll come through the border of Arizona. Yeah. Number one, Phoenix, yeah. huge, huge, yeah. huge, 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 huge. Know, no, no. It yeah. is massive. It's a horrible, horrible thing. It's and, seriously bad. And you know what? You know what? Look, really, it's a serious problem. I don't care. It's just like the whole extreme vetting air quotes, right? I don't care if 1000 of those quote unquote refugees coming over are great. If there's one person out of a thousand that wants to come over and do some harm to somebody that we don't know a lot about, we need, it's worth it to vet everybody. If one person out of those thousand people, good people is a rapist and rapes, sorry, a young child, our family, is that acceptable? Is that acceptable because you helped a thousand people Mm -hmm. with more, have more because once again, privilege, no, you helped a thousand struggling people, good people. But one person got raped. Is that acceptable? Because Is that one, an acceptable trade-off? I don't look, know. Because your brother stayed out late and drank yep. underage, yep. you have to t- look. Because our family comes first, and in this case, vetting people, our yep. country is our family, right? Yep. So it's like, look, there's a thousand of you. I'm sure most. I'm sure you might all be good, but there's a yep. chance if there's one, it's not worth it yep. because one person can do a lot of damage. Even if that one person just hurts some yep. one person, right? But we've we've learned, and of course, to specify, it's not that you're saying no, no. to the whole thousand. Of you're course. saying, but we got to be vetted. You got to follow procedure. 
And I would hope, I get it, these people are trying to get away from certain things, but I would hope they would just understand. I would hope, I know I'm not on that side of the fence per se, but I would Can't hope fully I, understand I would hope I would, yeah. uh, just like I, 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 I'll never be able to carry a baby. That's why I can't speak too much on abortion. It's one of those things, yeah. right? But yeah. I just would hope, I would hope that I could yeah. understand why there is a, a problem. But the thing is, is I get it. Maybe it's because I'm an American, but when I go to other countries, when in Rome, yeah. right? When I was in China, I didn't mm. talk about certain things that were not cool to be talked about or spoken about. Yeah. Uh, in Russia, yeah. man, did I get a lot of cold glares from the people that were my grandparents' age? Cold War, yeah. uh, you know, people. Oh, right. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, the young people love me. Young people, yeah. they're all Russia, by the way. In my experience, was the least patriotic place I've ever been to in my life. I've never been to a country oh, that right. okay. where at least the younger people they all wanted to come to America. They all hated Russia. They so hate socialism. They just they just they, wanted they to come want. to America, dude. I went to a flat um, and I got to stay at this flat with these college kids for a little while there, and this was common. I went to these people's yeah. uh, apartments and they had like posters of, of Venice Beach, you know, bikinis and and because Cali- they all think America's California because they watch <laughs> movies, right? All right yeah. And don't need, don't even get me started on that. That's what media represents America in a weird light, yeah. even stuff like that. But yeah. they all I've never. But I get it. I'm in America, man. I, yeah. I'll tell you right now, I love to travel. I love being here in London. I love being wherever. Yeah. But America's number one for me, and it always will be. It's my home. I get it. And it's, it's understandable. It's, it's where you're one, from. And you it's know? a wonderful country. Even when, yeah. oh, my God, quote, unquote, things are horribly in the shitter. I'm, I'm doing the jerk off motion right now because yeah. I think it's BS. Because even with, quote, unquote, a Donald yeah. Trump type of guy in the in the house, dude, America still rules. You guys are whoever whoever thinks it's going down the shitter yeah it's fooling themselves well this brings up an interesting question you're touching on something interesting here because this is a big sort of sub discussion of this whole of the greater discussion is is it acceptable to be patriotic is it acceptable to be kind of nationalistic this is the big the big discussion of our times is nationalism or populism versus dude globalism you do not is it acceptable because the way it's being portrayed by a lot of the media by the liberal side by the left is that any nationalism any a little bit too much patriotism anything more than than supporting your team in the world cup you're you're starting to get labeled xenophobic as as a bit racist if you're just that bit too much patriotic that's how they see it over here you know it's it's fashionable if you're liberal over here it's fashionable to i couldn't ever be patriotic and support my country in that way because of our colonial past so it brings up a really interesting discussion Based on like the, you know, America's engaged in bad in foreign wars and probably done some bad things while they've tried to do some good in policing the world. Is it acceptable? Mm-hmm. Is it acceptable to care to be patriotic and to be nationalistic? It's a, it's a really interesting discussion. I think there is a very, very big difference between liking who the sitting president is and supporting your country, mm-hmm. right? So these people, oh, if Donald Trump gets elected, I'm moving to Canada what a pussy get out of here you ungrateful and great seriously mm. like just look presidents come and go we're a democracy yeah he'll be gone in 48 years 48 years we'll have another person and it yeah. tends to flip-flop right yeah. republican democrat it's kind of a balance going on yeah. like i said obama and trump are as bad as polar opposite as it can get Absolutely. and and you know what traditionally the sitting president does get elected for a second term not getting too much into it. I'm, I think Donald Trump will take it again. Okay. I really do. But when he's done, we're yeah. probably going to have someone drastically different in there again. Yeah. And I'm still going to love America if I'm not for that president. I personally did not like Barack Obama and his politics at all. Uh-huh. I, at all. But I still love my country. 
I still love my country and I wouldn't leave. And no, I didn't fixate on it. I wasn't like waking up in cold sweats. Still for you, it's still the best place in the world. It's still, you still believe in American values. I wasn't waking up in cold sweats every day that Brock was in office. Like, oh no, I I went about life and I still loved America. And I know there's some people that do that. There was a lot of extreme rights where they were like, oh, it's all, thanks, Obama. I was never like that. But there are a lot of people who are like that. Of course. People on both sides. I heard a lot. There was a lot of- People on both sides need to fucking take a chill pill, right? Like you vote, you listen to people. People on the far extremes need to come in yeah, towards it's the center. Extreme, uh, duh, uh, that's exactly what we need. Yeah. But look, we need more moderation. But yeah, these people, <laughs> it's it's not it's it's so stupid. You can everything. You, everyone's swung so we people ha- are drifting in some ways so far to extremes. We have a system, um, man. You you vote. Use your voice. Use the the yeah. privilege that we have in this yeah. country. And uh, if it goes your way, your way, great. If it doesn't, okay, better luck next time. Mm-hmm. Then start doing your politics locally. Start using your voice locally. You know, yeah. help, you know, I think in a perfect world, you know, uh, someone like Barack Obama goes into office. You didn't vote for Barack Obama. You do your best on your level to support your president as your country as much yeah. as you can with it being supporting your country. You yeah. don't want your president yeah. to fail because then your country's failing. So what you're saying is generally you you would advocate like even if you don't like even if the president you absolutely did not want in office, you should still kind of support them. You should still support them. At, at least still at least as far as it you affects your country at least as it affects the country you want them to do okay fair enough say say if hillary had been elected yeah and you might not have been happy about that but you still want america to do good you still want to kind of support and say well it's not what i would have wanted but i wish the best for the country let's get behind Look, you know you have this to person in some way you have to eat a little bit of humble pie and yeah. you can't wish for somebody you didn't want in office to fail just to make yeah. a point to prove yeah. yourself right no you should swallow your pride yeah. And hope that they prove you wrong and they yeah. do good things, right? Yeah. That's what I would hope you would want. Which th- then I could throw a question at you, saying saying the election in two thousand twenty doesn't go the way you think, and and I'm with you. I think that I think that Trump takes it again. I really do think that. But I know that there's gonna there's a hell of a lot of support being thrown behind Bernie Sanders, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be an interesting fight. Um, though I do think Trump will take it. But do you think if Tr- Bernie Sanders somehow were to win the election in, in 2020, mm-hmm. what would you what would you say to people? What would you personally feel? What would you say to maybe fellow conservatives? I think that um, Bernie Sanders is not nearly as sensitive a topic as Hillary Clinton, right? And okay, I, I think I think almost anybody would agree. Because you that. could say he's okay. Yeah, I my she pers- has a very problematic past. She does, and I think on a a ledger full of red ink, right? So there's a mother load of bad Bernie Sanders bad past history. There. I never hated Bernie Sanders. I didn't, and I, even even yeah. when this thing was going on with the last election, yeah. I was pretty content if Bernie. Okay, went- so you're saying that if oh. you if you could choose between the two of them, oh, if Hillary, you had to have the Hillary yeah. or Bernie, yeah. Bernie. I know 100%. I would have voted for Bernie. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. No, no, you're saying if it came down to Bernie and Trump, I still would have voted for Trump. Yeah. No, that I'm sure. Yeah. But I, 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 that, that doesn't surprise but me. But I thought. But if it had to be between, if you had a choice oh, between Bernie and Bernie. Hillary. Yeah. Bernie. Okay. But see, the thing is, is if Bernie would have went to distance. And that's very interesting. That's interesting because it, you know that he's, he's also more, he's far more socialist in oh, yeah. a lot of ways than for Hillary sure. would be. For sure. She for could sure. say she's kind of center left corporatist more than uh you know what, though? You know, progressive because progressive is what the Democrat Party is, has become. Super I, progressive. I would be much more willing to give that old ass hippie 
a fair shot over somebody that's already had plenty of opportunity mm. to, to show some promise and she just yeah. continuously fucked up. Okay. And, and she's got too much, like I said, red okay. in her ledger. Bernie okay. Sanders, I think he was genuine enough. Yeah. He was genuine to his ideologies yeah. and to what he was trying to deliver. Yeah. I just think it was all pie in the sky. I, I don't I don't think any of it was attainable. Like you said, socialistic uh, tendencies. I didn't think it was some of his economic policies doesn't work for our country. Yeah. It might work for some other places. Well, but it works. Say, like in in where I'm from yeah. in Denmark, in Denmark, for instance, does not. You like, know, dude, it's a far smaller country. Some of these sort of social democratic policies. Well, have done quite well. You in can't. Some ways. You can't automatically take away the guns of this nation of people that have had gun rights for a few hundred years. Okay. You know, it's easy in Australia where they have no guns. Ah, it's so easy yeah. to keep that stuff in check when they were doing that from the get go. You yeah. can't healthcare. I'm sorry, it's such a touchy subject, man. But look, you can't just radically pull the rug on the way healthcare has been handled. I'm not saying I hate it's big such pharma. A massive I hate place with such a huge population. I hate the way. I hate how much mm. power. The banks have. I hate how much power Big Pharma has. I hate how I hate it. Yeah. I want it to be different, but to to pull the rug and try and say, "Hey, we're going to do this, yeah. something drastic like that," and you're gonna, you're really gonna devastate some things. Like it's it's very sensitive. Yeah. It's like a guy walking around with shrapnel in him. It's like yeah. you know what? This guy can live with that shrapnel in him, or we can pull it out and it might kill him. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. he's he's it hurts like hell him living with the shrapnel inside of him, right? It's yeah. like, but if we yank it out, man, he's gonna be fucking flatlined. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we gotta be, we gotta figure out another way to operate. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I just think it's easier said than done. And Bernie Sanders was easier said than done. It sounded great on paper. Oh, everything's free. Education should be free. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. Yeah. But where is it coming exactly. from? That's an yeah. That's of course a lot of these things would be great if they could be paid for. You'd be behind them. I mean, who wouldn't want if it could be paid for? But he sounds like a child to me. You know, Donald Trump sounds like a child. He sounded like a child too to me because it legit. He's a, okay. He's a politician. You're supposed to figure out how we get from A to B. Don't just give us the B, right? Okay. So it reminds me of when I was a kid, when we were in elementary school, we, they gave, they used to give us projects, right? Okay. Who would you kids vote for president? What a dumb thing to ask children anyway, right? Because naturally- you're just going to sit there and say who whatever it is your mom or dad are voting for because you go home and you watch your grandparents or whatever mm-hmm. supporting Bush or supporting whoever, you know. Yep. So our opinions were really nothing. I don't know why they even did this. Yep. But they had another thing where they asked, OK, um, campaign promises. I remember being like in the fourth grade and they're like, OK, so if you were, do campaign promises, if you were president, what would you do? Try and try and get your class to vote for you. And this is why Bernie Sanders reminds me of a kid because it's just so innocent. I remember this little portly fat kid going up to the class, sweet and innocent as can be. He goes up and he says with his weird lisp, if I always pray that it, I will make everything free. And of course, all the kids loved it, right? Yeah. It's not that kid's fault. He wants ice cream for free. All the toys are free. All you kids want video games free. You want unlimited cores for the arcade free. Those kids don't know any better. Because it sounded great to the kids. Guess what? That my little motherfucking porker won. Everybody voted for that kid, right? But that's what it sounds like to me. This old man saying, free ice cream for all. Yep. You know, yep. okay, great. Who's paying for it? You know, you're going to put those guys that make the ice cream, those guys that have to go to other countries to extract certain flavors to yep. get them into their ice cream. There's, there's, there's so many different facets to how these operations work. Yeah. Um, it was just pie in the sky. None of it added up. His numbers didn't add up. Nothing added up. As much as I would love it. I mean, if, if, if this guy was like a genie and he could snap his fingers, if you elected him, make it all possible somehow. Mm. Great. 
let's let's give it a shot. Maybe not. But we already know that's what Trump's platform is going to be on this next one. It's already it's, it's been. What is that? How would you it, oh, how would you lay that? Out? It's been written for him. You said the word earlier. So obviously, first time around, make it. Well, it's going to be keep America great, right? That's going to be a slogan, yeah. right? Make America great great again was a slogan the first time around. Yeah. But his whole mantra was drain the swamp. Yeah. drain the swamp of crooked politicians yeah. we already know what his mantra on this one's going to be america has never and will never be socialist right because they're uh-huh. already i've already been watching some of his rallies he's already been going to start in the rallies oh, and has he? oh he, okay, he's, yeah. he's never stopped yeah. that's what i'm saying dude i've never seen a guy that still kept working like he is he still does he still fills the arenas ever since he's been elected and still touches base with the people he still does and he loves it he loves talking with his people trust me um but it's already gaining thing that's his whole thing right He's ending them all. He's getting people riled up. Like we will never be socialist. Everybody, everybody's finishing his sentences for him. I already know it's going to be, and that's strong. That is strong of him. Like them, they're teeing the ball up for him right now with all this socialistic talk with your AOCs. You know these crazy yeah. ass young millennial people trying to yeah. throw in green deals and these crazy things. Okay, he's teeing it up for the older demo and demographic, right? Yeah. He's and they all see what's going on. So, like I said, they're just teeing the ball up for him. But like, look, they're presenting something that we're all perceiving to be socialist in nature, and mm-hmm. so are the American people. I'm going after it. America will never be socialist, especially under my watch, yeah. right? And I'm sorry, that's going to drive them home because the thing is about Donald Trump is. His fan base, his supporter base, it hasn't wavered. You know what? Even if he's lost a couple here and there, I bet you he's really only gained any. But it's certainly that 50% of the country is still there. They are loyal to the core, man. That you don't see it on TV. You don't see it in the news, right? News. Even if they uh, don't come out and, and say, so, it, you know, to keep, it, celebra- keep it to yourself. But well, celebrities. Because of how unpopular he is. The news media, celebrities and all that stuff. And I'm not trying to sound like uh, the guy that wears a tinfoil hat, you know, some conspiracy theorist. That is true, man. Love or hate Donald Trump. The quote unquote fake news. I'm not saying he's not biased and Fox News isn't fake news because it is. Fox News is biased just like CNN is. Of course, it's all bad. Yeah. But it fake news is a thing. And it's been now we, we live in social media era where uh, people are getting their news fly by, right? They're not even reading articles. Uh, before they read the articles, they've shared a clickbaity headline yeah. that smears somebody and it's gone out to a million people yeah. and it keeps getting spread around, spread around. And by the time somebody does debunk it as fake, it doesn't matter because it's already spread around to a million people that have created the telephone it's game. That, it's already put that thought in your And head. you've had a million people talking yeah. and claim it to be fact. And yeah. it just does the damage. Because yeah. in my opinion, you know what? Donald Trump is who he is. We always yeah. knew he was. He was never not being mm. transparent. He's a billion dollar playboy. Yeah. There's a million interviews he's done on Howard Stern where he's talking about laying chicks and him being a playboy. He was never oh, really. Actually, he was never a crass. The thing is, he listened to some of those. Oh, he, look, we know who he is. The thing is, is he never there's came a, off. There's a, like a five or six part uh, Netflix documentary, which sort of shows you. It's very interesting to watch. Shows you him as sort of his evolution from like a young guy as he sort of is inheriting more and more of his father's business and when he, yeah, how he builds up the business. If you watch old YouTube clips when he goes on like the Howard Stern show and these yeah, things like you know, I'm going to check that out afterwards actually. He never ever to me came off like a crass asshole. He always seemed like a fun guy to have a drink with okay. but he was just one of the guys. You know he's like yeah he's yeah. a billionaire playboy. He's like yeah he's like I like you know I like the ladies. I like to go out. But he, but he okay. seemed like a cool guy like quote unquote cool dude. Yeah. Um, a fun guy. Okay. Um, but he never came off like an asshole. Like, even yeah. though he wasn't even, if he, if he even said it himself, like, uh, cause people have asked him about those old interviews he did, especially like in Howard Stern. He's like, yeah. well, it's like, if I knew I was running for president, believe me, I wouldn't have did him. He's like laughing. Yeah. Um, but 
I'm glad he did. Everybody yeah. knows who he is. And to me, yeah. the guy did not seem evil. He just seemed like yeah. a regular Joe, a fun guy that has yeah. a lot of money that, you know, does what when he's guys challenged. Do. He's not the best when he's challenged. That's a flaw, oh, yeah. but that's, a, you know, no one's disputing that. You, he could deal with criticism better oh, yeah. when challenged. He gets very belligerent. He gets very petty. Mr. Trump. Bullish. Mr. You know. Trump, you say you're a big fan of the Bible. Uh, what's your favorite verse? They're all good. They're all good. He's, yeah. he's, he's hilarious. He's a hilarious deflector. They're, they're all good. Okay. <laughs> like, that's a good answer, but we know you're losing it. Yeah, it's so funny. Good. Like, they're all good. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah. he has to know at the end of the night, he ain't fooling nobody. He knows, yeah. like, ah, whatever. Um, but it just it just blows my mind, man. Uh, but I don't think um, – I, I think I think he's going to win it. Like I said, the media is represented by California and New York. You have all these main the people that have all the coverage, right? These big news stations, yeah, and these big shows like Saturday Night Live, these big talk show personalities. Everybody with all the coverage that are tapping in, yeah. to the middle of America. All the yeah. kids, everybody, everybody's on social media following Jimmy Fallon or following uh, Stephen Colbert, yeah. uh, CNN, and the corporate office. They're all yeah. in the same liberal states that all have a similar yeah. agenda. And yeah. I'm sorry, they just don't represent most of the country. Just yeah. like. I told I was telling my my grandparents back home they live yeah. in the Bible Belt. I yeah. went and visited home. I was telling you, yeah. you go over there. It's Trump signs as far as the eye can yeah. see. People in Arizona even don't yeah. believe that. They think, how could anybody vote for Trump? It's evil. They they literally think, how is this guy in office when everybody hates him? They yeah. literally think everybody hates him. Like, no, you're living in a little fucking fishbowl bubble. You yeah. think everybody hates him because you and your friends hate him. You yeah. guys are refusing to believe that anything exists outside of your little bubble. Yeah, but. No, no. Mm. And I, I was telling my grandparents that too. I'm like, it's the flip side. I said, like, they, they, believe me, they talk the same way. People over there, oh, Hillary Clinton's an evil scum or Donald Trump's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but if you go to the, the Southwest or the West Coast, like where I'm from, people think he's evil incarnate, you know, yeah. and and because people live in their little certainly bubbles do. sometimes. Do. Yeah. And so, I mean, I learned how to not live in a bubble when I traveled, right? Yeah. You, you, people perceive america a certain way on the outside because their media yeah. people dude i grew up in history class and we portrayed russia we portrayed china we portrayed all these places in a certain light now they were versions of the truth right but they were skewed right yeah. then you go over to these countries and you talk to some of the people and you kind of hear their side right yeah. um believe me you go ask somebody that comes from mexico about how um the expansion took place, right? How uh, California and Texas became Sam part of Houston. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ask them how that happened. You know, the way we're taught in America, it was more of a transaction, right? A transaction. Oh, no, no. You ask yeah. somebody in Mexico, from Mexico, and it, they take it a little more personally there. Like, no, it was taken, blood money, the whole thing. Yeah. And they have a total different twist on it, right? Yeah. I've gotten into discussions about that. And I'm like, look, I'm yeah. not saying what you're saying is not true. I'm just saying... I understand how things get twisted yeah. about perspective and where you come from. And I'm saying, this is how they teach it to us in our country. And I'm, I'm not saying you're not yeah. right. And I'm just like, don't get offended. I'm like, this is what they teach us and how yeah. they teach it. And I'm like, I'm acknowledging that maybe they're giving us a, a sugar coated version of it. Right. Of course. Of course. So it just live outside of your bubble a little bit. Uh, but look, there are many people, the people that are going to like Donald Trump again are the small business owners thriving through Texas, thriving through Oklahoma, thriving through Montana. Yeah. These people are going to elect Donald Trump. And you know what? 
I know the whole world thinks the whole United States is represented by New York City and especially Los Angeles. Like that is the country. Like I said, in Russia, they think that's the most that's the most important part of the country. (laughs) They think, dude, I have had friends from Russia. That's where it matters. That's where the people there, the liberal, the liberal minds, the the intelligent liberal minds all live in those places. That's They're where the ones that their opinion counts the most. That's where they have award ceremonies. The rest of those stupid people in middle America, those those Bible bashing. Uh, that, that's where they have those middle, award uh, ceremonies where they, they give each other awards and pat each other on the back. Yeah. You know, like the Academy Awards. Yeah. These stupid, they're dumb, man. They're so stupid. I do not fall for yeah. any of it. Look, the idea of yeah. a group of elitists in Hollywood throwing uh, a soiree yeah. for themselves yeah. and giving each other awards saying you're the greatest yeah. and going it does it not look like the biggest circle jerk of yeah. all time? Yeah. I mean, I don't like awards in general, but I mean, at least with something like the People's Choice Awards, you're at least letting viewers vote, <laughs> I guess. But give me a break. Think of how stupid that is. Okay, so you have someone like Meryl Streep, who is kind of controversial to conservatives, yep. like in the last couple of years, being outspoken, like, like a lot of people. When she went up there, the Academy Awards, and she thought she was being so hardcore and brave, trash-talking Donald Trump, in front of a bunch of her peers and a bunch of people, Hollywood elite that hate Donald Trump. Oh, uh, uh, you're preaching to a choir here. Like that's didn't not she also bra- stand up and, and support and applaud and support um, your proven sort of, or alleged uh, uh, child molester. Um, what no. uh, Woody, uh, what's uh, Woody Allen, Woody Allen. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, there's all that you stuff. Know, yeah, so she applauded like, Woody, Woody Allen got some kind of probably like a lifetime achievement you know, or maybe this, he got a right. a very problematic person that she's endorsing. Or yeah. anyway, sorry, it wasn't, it might not have been Woody Allen. Uh, no, it was Woody Allen. Woody Allen got some kind of and award. It was the Polish uh, director. Roman, Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. You're right. It was, was Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. And Roman Polanski. Pl- and, you know, this is someone who left the country illegally to not stand trial because he was. Guilty. Because he was guilty of having, have, having abused a 13 year old. It's funny. He had it, look, sexual intercourse with people, a 13-year-old. People's morals and uh, memory is selective. But she supported him. You know? It's selective, right? Yeah. So someone like Donald Trump, it's cool to dig up something he did however many years ago. And he's not, he, doesn't get, he doesn't get an opportunity to grow. I guarantee you Donald Trump has grown just in the last four years being president. Mm-hmm. You're never too old to learn. I don't. I believe you always are learning. But- He's he he's cool to hold accountable for everything he did in his past. So are all these people that get lampooned like James Gunn for a tweet that he apologized for 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago and he already apologized for it. But we're still going to wreck his whole livelihood over something that he already addressed. Yeah, 10 what years about ago. the comedian? Um, what's his name? Roseanne, Norm MacDonald. There's a billion of them. No, well, Norm MacDonald, bless him. Awesome guy. They fixed it. He, he um, dodged the bullet. But he had to. Norm MacDonald had to. Fucking do the most un Norm McDonald thing ever and apologize. He had to go do Norm McDonald apologizes for nothing because it's comedy. Yeah. He actually he actually swallowed fearless, some pride yeah. and he went on the fucking view mm-hmm. and he apologized like a bitch. And yeah. I'm like, man, I get why you do it. You want to save yeah. your career because he's seen firsthand what it did to Roseanne, who was his close friend. Roseanne gave him his start I'm writing on Roseanne with her. Yeah. Roseanne, you don't know the Roseanne thing? No, I don't know the Roseanne thing. That was the biggest story of last year, of the last few months. You don't know that. No. Do you know Roseanne? No, I don't know. You don't know, know Roseanne, Roseanne Barr. She must really not be big here. No, okay. she isn't. They, I, I don't know. It's not come over in the news. I read the news. One of the biggest sitcoms. Oh, pretty close. One of the biggest yeah. sitcoms in America of all time. Roseanne. It ran from the late 80s okay. to the late 90s. Wow. That's and it was a huge... It dude, yeah. it's never left syndication. It's almost like Seinfeld yeah. and, okay. and Full House. Okay. Seinfeld, Full House, and Roseanne. Yeah. Every channel. I don't know Full House, but I mean Seinfeld. Oh, my God. Okay, really, so same Seinfeld thing. Seinfeld is very... Uh, yeah. Okay, so Full House, is, Full House is a similar thing. Full House has been off the air for 22 years. Okay. It, but it's never been off the air. Every network still runs it. Like, most of these shows, 
they go off the air for years. Nobody picks them up. They come on yeah. for a couple of years. Dude, it's never less syndication. And um, a show like Full House, even 20, 22 years after it uh, stopped airing, late night airings on Nick at Night and TV Land still get over a million viewers. Mm. These shows are huge. And Roseanne was massive. They revived Roseanne. And I, I, everybody listening at home, by the way, if they're in America, obviously this is redundant, but John doesn't know. Uh, Roseanne, they revived the show. They revived Roseanne after uh, 21 years okay. last year. Last year. Okay. Yeah. And it was a little, like literally picked up like season 10. They picked up right where they left off. Crazy. And, and everybody, Insane. everybody couldn't wait and see she represented uh, her show, the conservative middle lower class, which never gets represented. And that's why her show is so popular and still is today because okay. she represented a part of the country that never gets represented on TV anymore. Right. Okay. They take place. It takes place in a small Christian pro-life. Well, it takes place in a small Republican. Midwest town, Lamford, Illinois. Wow. Midwest conservative, uh, you know, small town, not a lot of minority. They even addressed it. They had an episode way back in the day, you know, small, small white town. That's the way they really are. There was yeah. an episode. Was that, where that, is that was that accused now of being racist? Or no, 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 dude. They, they were always well-written. Like Just, there was, yeah. it was true. Like there was an episode back in the day. They tackled this stuff. DJ was the youngest son. He had a play in school and he didn't want to do the play. And, um, and they at first thought because he wasn't being open with his parents that, well, he doesn't want to have to kiss the girl in the play. He's like, he was nervous. And they thought that was understandable. And she went to go try and talk to the teachers, right? Roseanne did. Roseanne was crass. She was kind of a crass comedian and she was really funny, yeah. but she wasn't like a bigot. And she went to talk to the teacher be like, yeah, he's real nervous about having to kiss a girl. And then the teacher clarified it like, no, it's because she's black. And oh, wow. that's a real issue, right? Because when you're white and you're, you don't have a lot of black people or minorities in your small community, it's different. Little kids, like when you're a little kid, you see them in a store, they're, they're always pointing like, oh, what's wrong with that guy? Because they don't know. You see yeah. someone of color that's different. Little kids are going to yeah. be curious, right? Yeah. And anyway, that I mean, was in the same way that if you were in Japan, a little kid would point out like a oh, white kid. They oh, did. Different. They did. Yeah. They, they want to yeah. come up to me and touch me and ask me. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. But yeah. I'm saying it's natural. You can't get mad at that. Anyway, the episode was really good. And she actually talked to DJ, her and her and John Goodman plays the dad. Yeah. John Goodman's yeah. American just institution he's amazing yeah, he's a yeah. uh, national treasure yeah and they both talked to him like hey you know they try to explain to him, like no that is not right you know it's racist it's like she's like everybody else and whatever yeah. and they approached it in a very real way in a good way okay um it's a great show it, it represented a part of the country that doesn't get represented anymore anyway they brought it back yeah. they brought it back in a time where maybe that show wouldn't fly we're talking last year right donald okay. trump is the president it's yeah. different but it shattered ratings it came back and it destroyed it did like 20 million viewers which is insane. It was the highest rated sitcom in years and years and ABC's ever had in years. Yeah. And it was a monster hit. Uh, anyway, Roseanne, they, they completed the first season, like 10 episodes. And then Roseanne has a history of uh, mental illness. You know, she's, she's always, she's been very vocal about it. Okay. And um, anyway, she's a victim of Twitter. She gets on Twitter and she takes Ambien, right? And she was taking Ambien asleep, and she's 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 on medications for her mental thing. She in the show, sorry, no, yeah, no, in, no, the, in, in the real life, oh, in, real, in life. real life. Okay, so she's very outspoken. The thing is, she's always been like that. She's always been controversial on the things that she so says. She's Roseanne is her name in real life. Yeah, her yeah, name's okay. Roseanne. The show's called Roseanne. It's like Seinfeld, okay. right? Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was based on her comedy, just like okay, Seinfeld was. Okay. But she's always been very outspoken. The thing is, okay. is they hired her. They know who Roseanne is. Yeah. Right. But clearly they weren't prepared for Roseanne in this era. Like you guys hired her. You guys wanted her back. And uh, 
they and came with and they know stuff that doesn't e- fly that even that. in the last like handful of years she's been on twitter before the show ever came back she says crazy shit on twitter what are we uh, saying like what crazy shit what are we talking wacky about? shit um she she's very conservative very she's pro Trump. She's pro Trump. She's pro Israel too. She's a, she's a Jewish okay. woman, and um, she just says it's some a con- kind of Islamophobic kind of. She she does controversial stuff, but uh, she's but in in what's most important to this is like that she's female John Wayne. Kind she's pro Trump. That's what's okay. most effective here. Anyway, one night, literally, it happened overnight. The biggest show on TV. It was huge, and actually, when they brought her show back after being dead for twenty two years. You had all these other networks re- announcing revivals of all their old shows, right? Oh my uh-huh. God, this is huge. Yeah, People yeah, love this. Yeah, yeah. And um, overnight, she sent out a tweet um, saying uh, a particular person under um, Obama's cabinet, uh, this woman that was, I guess, half black, she said an off color joke. She said something about um, she looks like uh, uh, Islamic Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby, something like that, right? But okay. she didn't know. She, apparently, she didn't know she was black. She thought she was. Uh, she thought she was. She thought she was something else. I think she. She thought. It, and it's if you look at her, it's kind of fair enough. It doesn't matter though. It turns out she was black, and they took Planet of the Apes as like okay. a, a racial slur. Okay. Dude, yeah. Two seconds. No. No jury. No letter. Let's hear her out. No. No. Let's let's hear some context. Let's let her apologize. They canceled or fired or canceled the biggest show on TV. And uh, they canceled the rerun, the show. The so biggest much. show is a revival. It was huge. Yeah. It, was a, it was only 10 episodes it, in. They did, they took it was it, 10 episodes in already yeah. in 2018. It and was they canceled massive, it in a matter of an hour. It was like she was fired. What network was, was ABC? ABC. ABC. And the president of ABC was a black woman. That probably helped too. But okay. but the thing is, is what they should have did is they should have acknowledged. Look, you guys know who Roseanne is. Who did she is. describe in that way? Who was it? it oh, was a I can't remember. Politician or just someone in the show? Yeah, or yeah. Someone, no, no, politician. A politician. Politician because okay. she gets political and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. She said, um, she said something very demeaning and well, which was interpreted as being a slur or. It was interpreted as being like um, uh, so an the equivalent of saying so he looks like a s- Trump because one of the the slurs you hear against Donald Trump he looks like a f- dead animal on his head and he looks like an orange scrotum sack. She when she the equivalent ex- of that when she tried to explain it afterwards like her logic kind of made sense like oh that was the way she was twisting it because she thought okay. it was this and Planet of the Apes can mean a couple of things right yep. there's obviously that movie represented a couple of political type of overtones and things like that mm-hmm. the only good human is a dead human uh yeah. us versus them or whatever um but anyway like i said when she made these comments she didn't know that she was part black and so uh something planet of the apes takes on a new meaning right then they take it as a racial thing right because yeah. people yeah. you know attributing yeah people it became something totally different anyway they, they didn't hear her out. They didn't give her nothing. They just fired her and um, they just, they put her on the line and she was already suffering from mental illness and they should have let her apologize. They should have let her go on their, their talk shows, at yeah. least give her a platform. Right. Yeah. And um, cause most people I think stood by her and they, they acted too rash, but it was horrible. Like her career is over and she you know trying what? Trying to make a joke out of it. Was it a joke or was like well, a, she said she, a serious opinion? Serious, but a joke. But she, she, she thing was like, I was taking Ambien. She's like, I was drinking and taking Ambien. And uh, yeah. I guess Joe Rogan was even talking about it. He's like, oh, it's like, you know, I'm not defending or anything. But he's like, you meet people that people that take Ambien, especially with booze, it makes you say fucked up shit and you act crazy and you say weird stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that makes it right. But the you know? liberals are just not going to accept that, of course. It's but, like, no, that she, she well, said it. She's clearly, it. she's mentally ill and she's very vocal about it and she's, she deals uh, with it. So it's like, are you guys, 
are you guys shaming her for being mentally ill or which one are, which fence are you guys on? Cause I thought we're not supposed to shame mentally ill. You know, the progressives no, exactly. are all about, okay, pushing for uh, workforces to give sick days for mental illness. And yeah. like, it's supposed to be more progressive, but yeah. when someone like her says something that doesn't fit an agenda, that's, not, that's just straight racism or whatever. But, it, yeah. it, but when it really, it came off off color and it's, it's one of those things where, Oh, like we were said earlier, that didn't come off the way I wanted it to, yeah. um, but it's on Twitter. So it's immortal. Like, ah, oh, it's there. It's permanent. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they should have like, they should have postponed it. They should have put it on suspension okay. and, everything and let kind of some stuff blow over, let her talk. And, but, uh, no, there was no, there was no nothing in it. And it did horrible for her, man. She was, she did interviews and she was really in a bad place. She's still in a bad place. And she did what she felt was the right thing. She's like, I feel horrible for, for what I was a part of. And she's like, I feel bad that I'm costing all these good people, the people that she knew for decades, I'm costing them work. Right. Cause these actors that were Roseanne dude, some of them hadn't worked in ever. They were probably living off the residuals yeah. of the old show. So she did a pretty noble thing and she signed, she owned the show. It was yeah. her show. She signed away all the rights to the show and sold it to the network and they created a spinoff with her and they continued the next season and they called it the Connors instead of the Roseanne, Roseanne, what which is, she? which what is their network. ABC, ABC. Oh, no, no, they, she sold the rights to ABC so they could keep making the show without her and write her off so they could Jesus. work. So her, so all the writers and stuff could work because she felt bad that they were all losing yeah. uh, because of something that she was a part of. So and now they have a show on the air called The Connors. That was her last name, Roseanne Connor. So okay, instead yeah. of Roseanne, they call it The Connors. And it's basically Roseanne without the star. Oh, Jesus. Is it, it working at all? Or I, I've watched it. And you know what? It's it's very, it's, kind of it's about, a basic. A bit like three men and a boy. Oh, two and a half men. Two, sorry, two and a half men. Sorry, excuse <laughs> it, me. Two and a half men without Charlie look, Sheen. Just it's not, not bad, but it's basically, re, it's reduced to a very basic sitcom. Like you can watch it. You can take it or leave it. It's whatever. Yeah. But it's it's missing just, it. It's, it's like, missing something. It's like, wow, this is Roseanne without Roseanne. Yeah. And you're trying to make people that weren't the focus, the yeah. focus now. And it's yeah. it's messed up. Yeah. And the ratings are showing. The ratings are not Same nearly as half men. I mean, with without Charlie Sheen it's just not the same you but lose, she no longer lose interest but she gets no money from it she sold yeah. she sold her property so they could have work yeah. so anyway running a bit long but I, yeah. it's it's ridiculous man the political culture I, I was curious yeah. of what you guys thought about it over here and how it looks I, I sometimes I feel like when I go to New York City yeah. or somewhere like that I, I do feel like I'm stepping outside of the country right yeah because we have people that just see things like I said through a different yeah. bubble uh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't even take crossing. And the it's ocean. the same here. Like if you step outside of London, and if you travel outside of the country, and you go like to the north of England, mm -hmm. um, which is where predominantly the majority of people uh, who voted for Brexit, they're not going to be in London. You know, mm -hmm. the majority of people in London voted to stay in the EU. There's no question. It's a very tiny minority. But you go outside of the country, just like you go into Middle America, and you have the people in the north, all the big cities in the north, and uh, and all parts of the country. And they voted for, they are the ones who voted for Brexit. They are the ones who, in the end, there's just enough majority to, to keep, usually keep a conservative or Tory, as they're called here. Mm. Uh, for any listeners who may not know, Tories or conservatives to keep them in power. There's always a majority that will vote that way, that are nationalistic, that are Britain first or England first, uh, that do want caps on immigration, that do, that do have concerns with Islam. And things and so on and so forth mm. and who do want to leave the eu for a number of reasons which people may or may not know about but um those people are always are all around the country and they are it's very different you say when you it's like going to a different place when you come when you leave london it's a different country there's far less there's far far less minorities 
It's like if you go into some places in middle America, you were saying some small towns. If you go to some places outside of London, you don't, there aren't a lot of, of Asians or blacks or Polish or whatever it is. It's, it's completely different. And people think differently. They have a different experience and they have, they are more patriotic. They are more nationalistic and they are the bulk of the people that voted. They voted for Brexit. Does London represent um, the entire country? Well, obviously it's insular. When you're in London, in Londoners like to think they do. Mm -hmm. They, they speak. They know better than the rest of the country. But the problem with that is, do you know more, do you know better than someone who lives in a place like Bradford, which is like uh, becoming so, it's this, so, it's such a Muslim area, which I can understand people that have problems with religion, problems with Islam. Um, it, it does London, living in London, do you understand what it's like for people living in other parts of the country that are struggling in different ways that are affected by whatever ties you have to the EU, to the European Union? So can you, do you know what's best for people outside the country? Do New Yorkers know what's best mm -hmm. for someone in a small town in middle America? They're going to look at what's going to make their life better, what's going to bring jobs to their town, and that might be Trump. So it's always people, it's, it's, it's arrogance and it's patronizing of people, mm -hmm. liberals or people in liberal states um, or liberal cities to try to speak where they know what's best for the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the country, of course, is is racist, xenophobic, uh, patriotic. Um, yeah, just generally just racist. And they're not listening to them on all these topics. Immigration here is always a big topic. It's a little bit different than the Mexico issue because there isn't obviously an influx. You do have people coming over on boats, but there isn't that influx of people coming across illegally across a border. Well, you have, this is like voluntarily, huh? You guys, you guys have a different issue. Yours is different. more like a radical Islam and things like that. Or you guys have more of that going on? Of course, of right? course, yeah. Because we've been Europe as a whole, the European Very Union accepting. dictated dictated to every country within the European Union said we are deciding uh, against whatever the majority of people in your country want that you should take x amount of refugees because mm -hmm. syria is a war-torn country and so on and so forth and you have to take this amount of refugees and of course do we know all those people who is coming in who they are but they are they are they are not necessarily vetted but they are voluntarily brought same in my country same in denmark in my mom's hometown for instance we have uh, like in many Danish towns, you have like a like a sort of a community center that's set up mm -hmm. with uh, apartments and with like a, a sporting complex or whatever, and and people from Syria are housed there, and um, it's it's a nice gesture. You mm -hmm. could agree, it's a really nice gesture. It's a generous gesture to help people that are escaping from a war torn country, but it does bring problems. It brings a host of problems. Of there's always bad apples, as you said before. There's always bad apples in a you know small minority, but there's always bad apples that engage in crime, that are are raping or abusing women or whatever. It's always a small minority in 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 my town in Denmark, in in places in Denmark. When in Rome, my friend, yeah. because you know how many times we've seen on the news where there was somebody coming from a, a particular country in the Mideast yep. that was practicing what they might do in their country in another country, yep. like raping a 13 year old girl or a 12 year old yep. girl or doing yep. these things that look yo, that does not slide. You know, like, so if you're going to come to another country, you better do as we do. I'm sorry. You have to assimilate. You have to, that's out of respect, right? You don't bring, I mean, this is a totally separate podcast. So I think we should maybe talk about this particular uh, thing that we could get into the whole Sharia law and, yeah. and just certain practices. Well, also there. the point that you made about should you, because this is where people differ, the opinions differ on this, how much are you should you assimilate when you go to another country you know this is a it's a big discussion there's two very uh, opposing arguments mm -hmm. on that 
you know, I probably agree with you on that. You probably feel like that. I, I think that's that's the, the right thing to do. If you're going to another country, you should assimilate. You should learn the language. Of course. Well, I think it's totally fine to, like, say, come to America and build your communities. Uh, yeah. Like I said, it doesn't always – sometimes you can be so introverted to where you're not – really participating in, in America, but you know, at, at the same time you might be, and you might be adding culture like these yeah. Polish neighborhoods in Chicago or, you know, your various uh, Chinatowns or whatever, they definitely add something. And there's all about cultural diversity is amazing. So I think you should bring re- something different, retain something that different. for sure. Yeah. Like retain yeah. your heritage, yeah. have that. Yeah. That's wonderful. People in America, we clearly take advantage of it, right? I love yeah. eating Chinese food. I love eating that stuff, but, but I do think maybe a good place to start is I think people should learn the language. Right. Yeah. Everybody should learn the yeah. language. There's a little bit, just give an inch. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a huge thing. And I think, I think maybe a minute ago you, you made a good comment that trans uh, transitions into what I like to call the Jerry Springer final thought, because I like to end things on something, yeah. but you said it before. I think a lot of compromise comes through understanding a lot of meeting in the middle comes by understanding but we were talking about living in that bubble you said you know people in new york don't know what's best for people in you know kansas or whatever or you know bradford from london look don't don't sit there and cast stone saying hey look the only people that voted for trump they must be xenophobic they must be racist oh no 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 that's you living in your stupid bubble you need to accept the fact that there are places in other parts of this country that have an abundance of other reasons they voted for somebody, right? It doesn't have to be. You saying anybody voted for Donald Trump as a racist, you're calling sweet people like my grandfather, who's the most ideal Christian I've ever met in my life. The guy that, this is a man that walks the walk, man. He doesn't just talk it. Mm-hmm. There, You are talking out of your ass if you're saying everybody's a bigoted fool. That, But no, there's a million reasons for someone to vote for a particular party. I mean, think about it. It's a limited option. We got we got a two-party system here, man, right? Mm. Are you really going to like everything about everyone? No, you have to pick where your core values are most aligned, right? Yeah. And there's a million reasons why people voted for Donald Trump, right? It's yeah. uh, it, And it's absolutely asinine for people to not see outside of their bubble and realize that, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just because in LA, yeah. you don't have to grow your own vegetables or kill your own cattle for your meat doesn't mean somebody else isn't doing it and selling it to yeah. your favorite vegan restaurants and yeah. stuff that you frequent. I mean, it's yeah. absolutely stupid. Everybody thinks they go to their favorite hot vegan restaurant or their favorite uh, nightclub or whatever. And it, that, that, that shit's just materializing out of thin air. Yeah. Right. It's stupid. So that's what I think where she capped that conversation. And only because we yeah. teased it earlier, yeah. I feel it'd be a crime not to, give a minute or two to it. Yeah. But we, we were talking about the Liam Neeson thing. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, we, so we brought it up. So we have to, we'll end it on that. So, and abortion. Oh my God. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's save it. We, okay. Yeah. <laughs> abortion is a bit heavy, man. Uh, it's heavy. I mean, it's heavy and it needs time. To, yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. I'll give you, we'll try and rope this, right? Cause okay. I don't want to go too long, but yeah. abortion, we'll make it quick. Okay. I've made this clear with you and I think a lot of people, but, I can honestly say what I would do. Yeah. But like I said, I will never be a woman. I will never a hundred percent just like I'll never know what it's like to be somebody from Mexico. Yeah. Right. That you know, wants to take advantage of certain things yeah. that are just there for the taking, you know. Yeah. So while I know what I would want to do, I'm not gonna pretend to say I could ever be in that situation. 
that's why, like I said, I'm iffy on the whole fact of, oh, should the government be forcing people? Yeah. You know, I think you know, people, maybe it's like a moral dilemma somebody has to come to themselves. I don't know. But now we're in a situation where states like Virginia and stuff like that, they, you know, I think New York is on the heels passing third trimester abortions. You know, people that you can abort babies all the way up until the day they're to be born. Look, now there's some stipulation there, right? So they have to get three approvals from three different doctors to sign off on it that basically agree that the the birthing of this child will somehow harm the mother or harm the, you know, something, right? Okay. So at least it's not just anybody can go into Planned Parenthood and fucking just shove a bamboo shoot up their vagina and (laughs) call it good. So there's at least something there. But to me, there's a problem there. I don't think it would be that much because, I mean, hopefully most people would know there's an issue with the birth before the third trimester for crying out loud. So it sounds like it's still quite a gray area, right? It's a gray area that, um, like, who knows what causes that? Who knows what causes Mm -hmm. there to be an issue that late in the game that you didn't know about before? So I can't, once again, I can't speak for them. And I'm not trying to say, I'm not going to be one of these people that's going to call someone a murderer necessarily, because I don't know their situation, right? For all I know, it was a really tough situation to make. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but maybe it was a decision regardless that was really hard on them, right? That was probably not the easiest thing in the world, especially if you carried a baby the term that long. I'm not going to assume that that was their first option. Maybe it was a baby that was going to be born with a a serious defect and a lot of pain. It would not be the moral option. It would not be compassionate to let that baby live. Well, I I have to give the benefit of the doubt that anybody that carried a baby that late in the term their first option was to have it mm-hmm. right and maybe they didn't bargain for the dilemma that yeah. that hit them at that late in the, the yeah. game and you know if they really did make that decision if it's right or it's wrong I'm, I'm not saying either or i can't assume that that was easy for him to make so for someone no, to call someone so. a murderer that made yeah. a decision like that that's got to be devastating it's ridiculous that's got to yeah, be it's- devastating so it's a big gray area thing now the only thing i can say about it is <sighs> I think this is tough. I would think, and once again, this is a whole thing about I'm not a woman. I'll never be in that situation. So take it at value. I would hope if I was a a mother or a parent in general, um, that if that got presented to me, if, if it was a maybe there's other variables here, but let's say it was a case of, okay, look, if you have this baby, it might kill you because that's part of it's going to be dangerous to the mother. That's one of the stipulations. If I was the parent, I would hope I would make the the move of saying, you know what? I love this kid, even though it's not, I haven't met him yet or her yet. Yeah. I mean, if this kid was in this world tomorrow, if this kid was a day old or five year, five days old or a yeah. year old, I would do anything for my kids. I would sacrifice my life in a second to save that kid. So what's different about it being underneath a layer of belly fat? It's yeah. there. It's alive. It's blinking. It's breathing. It's, yeah. it could be, it, this baby could have been premature and born a month ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's alive. Um, so I would hope to God, I'd be like, uh, this baby. So having this baby, there's a 50, 50 chance or a 90, 10 chance or a 95, five chance. It's going to kill me. Roll the dice. Yeah. Right. But if you can save my baby, I would hope to God, that's what I would do. Right. Yeah. 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 Like I said, a whole bunch of other variables there. Maybe those moms have other kids at home to worry about. Maybe there's a whole bunch of stuff at play. I get it. But to make it very simple, I would hope in a perfect scenario that there's people, I'm hoping there's people that aren't in simp- more simp- uh, simplified situations like that that yeah. aren't making that choice. I want to assume that there's way more variables at play, yeah. right? Yeah. That's really all I'm going to say about it. You can say something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm almost loath to get into the subject because it's a big subject. But uh, if it's just to strictly save their skin, like if it's a yeah. mother, if it's a mother and father that don't have any other kids, no other issues, or maybe they just don't want to afford the kid, or maybe, like I said, maybe it's just, hey, look, we have no other responsibilities but this soon to be kid, and it might kill me. Then I do think it's the wrong yeah. choice. You need to take that bullet. I, I, that's me. You need to roll the yeah. dice. But. I think. I think there there are. There are situations. The problem, the big, th- the problem is with the debate that it often the only examples that are brought up are these extreme examples, and we ignore all the other times when I don't think it was necessarily it was it wasn't morally acceptable when it was just an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. These extreme examples when someone was raped, uh, when someone was like it could potentially kill the mother, um, you know. Uh, when uh, it was like a, a serious medical defect or a serious deformation, and it could it could cause it'd be a really difficult and painful, almost a cruelty to bring that into the world, right? Depending to, on who you ask, some people yeah. even at that point, some people want to leave that to God, right? I agree. I'm sure there are some people want to leave that to God. Some people don't want to devalue that person. You yeah. know, somebody's born with a deformity or maybe like Down syndrome or something like that. Yeah. These are people that still can offer something well, to society. There's been like cases where like a, a baby's been coming out and the doctor sees like that the arm is fused to the back of the shoulder mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's a, it's a really serious thing like uh, to, you know, but then I, I can understand the argument for like, you know, let's, that's still a life. It's still a life. And, and, but it's, it's going to be a life filled with so much suffering, probably a lot of pain, but not just anguish or psychological uh, uh, suffering, but like pain, physical pain problems. You know, is it, is it just and right and compassionate to bring that case into the world, that child into the world in those, with those conditions? You know, so these are anyway, they're very extreme examples, whatever your opinion Mm -hmm. is. These are very extreme examples, but they're the only ones that keep getting brought up as the main examples of the debate. But we know that the vast majority of of abortions are are not for serious, they're for inconvenience. Uh, Financially, I'm not prepared for this. Financially, I'm not set up. Uh, You know, I'm a single parent or whatever it is. It's an inconvenience. It's going to make my life more complex. I'm not financially stable at the moment. And the majority of abortions are not for these extreme examples. Using abortion as a method of birth control is not good. Um, No, I agree. Is it it moral? Is it acceptable? The way it's done? The thing is, is the the old debate before we had the whole third trimester abortions thing going around the old debate was okay it being a human life at this point or not being at this point right that was a huge debate oh it's a human life some people are like no before this trimester it's not a human life it's that whole debate okay i'm not saying i'm on i think it's a human life i do believe it's a human life but i'm not saying i'm not on that side of the fence but at least i understand the argument like okay you you, we have a debate here we at least have a debate here when we're talking about third trimester, like, man, you're really losing your, we better really get into some serious, uh, specific circumstances and, and <laughs> to, to really hold some weight because yeah. that argument of, is it a life? You cannot try and tell somebody that it's not alive at that point. Right. And, and if I understand correctly in New York are trying to pass legislation that, um, makes it acceptable for late term. Is that, is that correct? Is that more or less in New York? It's some legislation that's being that's they're attempting to pass. Yeah, uh, to I think so. Make late just, just late term in general. Yeah, just because late. at the moment late term is not legal, right? Past a certain point, it's illegal to you yeah. cannot abort. Is that correct? I, I, I want to say you have to do yeah. it in the first trimester. Yeah, right. The okay. first three months you have to abort. Okay. I want to say. Yeah. 
or maybe it's second. I don't. I I, I really don't know. Um, it might differ from states. I'm not that. Ultimately, versed. what I give to the to the to the completely and 100 pro choice crowd is, you know, if let's just say I agree with you on on everything on all these extreme examples on that it's that if the mother's life is in jeopardy that it should be an abortion if if you were raped and it, you don't and the the, tor- the 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 anguish of having your rapist child seeing that grow is that's going to be hard if we if we can even just agree on all of those uh being wrong what about all the rest of the ones what do you feel about all the rest of ones you see that's a question that sometimes people they often can't answer what about all the rest of them? let's just say i agree with you and i and i personally kind of do agree with them but even if i was someone on, yeah. from the other side if i was a, a real conservative really uh, like i was f- even far right conservative and and i disagreed with that but even if i just said look let, let's just say i agree with you on those what about all the other times when it's purely for convenience or it's because of an inconvenience irresponsible it's lame yeah. it's weak it's irresponsible it's is horrible. it morally acceptable is it morally acceptable to to end that child's life do you have a moral argument for it is there and that's you know i kind of wish we had someone here on that side of it to Dude, maybe they could explain to me if how you, that's moral look if it's if it's an inconvenience to your wallet at that yeah. point there's a million families that can't have kids that yeah. would love to adopt it okay and even at that point then your excuse might be well then i don't want to have to carry it for nine months and bond with it. it'll it be too hard to give it up like well do you want the fucking kid or do you not want the fucking kid yeah. you're, you're saying you don't want the kid now yeah. but later it'll be too hard to give it up like well then I, i'm just then yeah. why don't you just fucking carry it to term and make your decision yeah. later like it sounds like you'll either want it or because it seems like people kind of default back when you throw them that kind of question they seem to default back to the standard argument which you brought up before it's it's my body i'm a female you as a man have no right to decide or the state mm-hmm. which i sympathize with as you do that the state has no right to dictate to me what i do and i really get that at the same time at the same time and i fully accept i really think a woman should choose but just because a woman has a right to choose to do with with her body does not mean does not make it moral it still does not make it moral. I'm not saying I would be against a man enforcing on a woman what to do, forcing her what to do with such a intimate, personal, private part mm. of your very essence of your of you within your own body. That doesn't mean that doesn't make it morally right. That's the argument. Is it morally right in a case, not one of these extreme cases, but in a case of inconvenience? You think psychologically or financially? It would be an inconvenience. It would be tough. Do you think there's a line where we just reach a point where it's like, look, right or wrong, this is kind of something where I think God just has to take it. Let this kind of be between God, your higher power, and that person, right? Because there are there's too many gray issues there. Well, the religion aspect is there, really important well, in this there, whole discussion. Well, it's got to come in, and but, it's, it's got to come in into the discussion. But a legal, a, from a legal aspect, there's too many gray areas when it comes to abortion. And I, you're right. And it's like, I, nobody wants the government to step in too much into our lives. Nobody wants that, right? No. But is that, unfortunately, so that's a blanketed thing. It's like- Too big government is a, is a big problem. It's a bad thing. And, bad and it sucks thing. because when you blanket something, there's certain parts that you don't like, as and there's certain parts you like. possible is- ideal so yeah i'm like i said it's a blanketed thing which makes some people happy with some things and other things not so much uh, so i mean yeah they're they're really tough areas that i guess what i'm trying to say is look 
go with God on your choice. I know I, like I, I, there's a choice in my heart. Like in my heart, I want to say that kid can have a life and have the opportunity that we all had, you know, for better or for worse. But I'm kind of powerless here. And I was just seeing a, a comment. I was watching a YouTube video this morning on uh, there was a, an abortion debate. Um, I was just seeing one of the comments and someone put a comment saying uh, the person, my mother who had me, she was considering an abortion. And I'm so thankful that she decided against that's it. such a powerful thing, man. Yeah. She said, I'm so glad that my mother decided against it. Mm-hmm. She put me up for adoption. We have a great relationship. He put me up for adoption, but I'm just grateful. That's a life that would not have been. Of course. That would not have been lived. It's such a, a, a life. Is, it's like a one in a million thing, man. Well, and a lot of the abortions. It's a one in a million A lot thing. of the abortions that happen early in, you know, when it comes to the baby coming out a certain way, like it's the baby's health. They don't know for a fact. They're like, you know, this. there's signs that are pointing like he might be, there's a chance this child might be born autistic. They, they don't know yet. They're just kind of going off research and typical, tra- but you don't know. It's Sometimes, often a case of this could, it yeah, could be. Yeah, exactly. It could and, be. and there's plenty okay, of times. But let's use the example of what if, what if we were like 99% sure that that child was going to come out uh, autistic or with, with a, with, you know, with a, a, a big mental disability. Look, I mean, aut- aut- autism. There's plenty of people that are functioning with autism. One of my cousins is autistic. You know, I'm not even comfortable using that as an example. Very functioning. Very fun. And you know what? People with autism, they're very good at certain things that people that aren't. Yeah. Are, you know, I, I Asperger's is a form yeah. of autism, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I know one of my best friends in the world. He has a stepson with Asperger's. Yeah. That kid is literally a genius. Yeah. He is a genius. Yeah. Uh, he graduated high school at like 14. Yeah. You know, yeah. he started college at like, yeah. I mean, he's. There's even people with physical disabilities. There's what, there's a, there's the, what's the Van Ann? Is that his name? Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a writer for like a, one of the comedy shows. Mm-hmm. And he's got a, a, a big uh, a physical disability. You know, I can't, I, don't, I can't remember the name of the, the condition that he has, but it, it doesn't affect your mind at all. You're all there, but you can't, you're not in control of your body. So when you're a kid, you can barely, you can mm-hmm. barely get your own socks on. That can take 20 minutes because you're, it's, it's a lack like of motor. Like Tourette's. No, no, not Tourette's. Oh. Tourette's is when you can't you can't control like what you say and twitches and things like that. Your speech. There's two versions of it, yeah. Okay, the- but the, I don't think it's Tourette's. But I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. You maybe you might be right, but it's it's a motor neurons or motor control where you're you've lost complete motor control. Mm. Your body is doing. Your eyes might be uh, moving yeah. around ink without you controlling them. Your hands, you know, that's a severe thing. But this guy is he's a he's a functioning, happy, amazing person. He's a writer for I, I'm just his name escapes me. You know, should he? should should he have been like is that should he have been aborted i mean i I no i mean when people have something that we put a label on like autism or some kind of like ailment it's it's nothing but a name for an advanced version of what we all got look i got a brother that is amazing with computers he's super technologically savvy but he couldn't pat his head and rub his stomach at the same time to save his yeah. life. He came and really ride a bike. Yeah. You know, he's not like the most skilled at that. Or like, hand-to-eye coordination yeah, skills. He's, he's not the guy. No. He could never play an instrument, right? Just but clumsy. That, yeah, he could never do anything like that. But yeah. he Motor could, skills, bad. But, but yeah. he could do code and build computers, and he's really mm-hmm. smart at certain things. Yeah. On the flip side, I can play guitar. I can do all that stuff. I can, I, I, I'm can. i very much that guy. I could probably ride a unicycle, right? But I... Yeah cannot wrap my head around aspects of technology and computers and whatever. Look, some people are good at things and they're bad at other things. Yeah. And you know, when you have someone like, for example, we're talking about Asperger's, 
it, it for people with Asperger's and I, and this, this guy in particular, it's a social thing. He's yeah. not very good socially and he's kind of socially awkward, yeah. but dude, that dude way excels me in math <laughs> at yeah. certain things. Like he, these people have value in other places. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, and a good example is, is my cousin, uh, in Denmark. Um, he's what, 16 now. His name is, is, um, Toka, which is like, it's a great in Danish uh, uh-huh. by Norse mythology. Yeah. It's, uh, um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, um, not Asperger's he's autistic and, mm-hmm. uh, what's well, a you form know, of autism though. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Fair. I didn't know. Um, he, he, but he's he, he lacks social skills, so social awareness. He struggles in crowds mm-hmm. of people. He's going to be uh, unconfident. He's going to struggle with with people. He sees social situations in a very different way to you or mm-hmm. I. But he's absolutely brilliant in so many things. Whatever he puts his mind to, that guy has has talents that I wish that we would kill to have. Yeah, you know, he he took up drumming. He decided that he liked drumming. He became like an incredible. He started devouring YouTube and like tutorial videos and DVD sets of how to drum. He's like an incredible drummer. I could never get to that level mm-hmm. within a few years. He's like one of the top Minecraft players because he became obsessed with that. He does like Rubik's cubes. He yeah. does the most advanced ones. He can do them with his eyes closed. I can't. I couldn't. I could never get there. Whatever he puts his mind to, he he can excel at because you get a certain kind of focus. Yeah. With some of these, with with autism, often a certain kind of uh, like laser like focus, you can focus on one task obsessively and successfully. It's almost like there's there's. I wish I could have that. There's parts and channels of their brain that are activated that mine aren't and yours aren't, right? Yeah. So you know, absolutely. And I know, and I know, there's varying degrees of things like autism, right? There's very extreme cases. There's very uh, manageable cases. But but there are people that have done inspiring things. Dan Aykroyd, he's he's the one that comes to mind. Dan Aykroyd. Had autism, yes, yeah. and you know, successful Saturday Night Live, Ghostbusters, all kinds of films. Uh, writer of Ghostbusters yeah. franchise, now he owns a, a tequila line. Yeah. I mean, he's a businessman. I mean, the guy, and he's kind of quirky. If you ever hear him talk, you know, he's got a fast way of speaking. He's into no, some I've weird stuff. Never seen him in an interview. Yeah, yeah, and, I and, I and, and, and back in the day, he's been very vocal about. It. He's like, I with my autism, Tourette's is sometimes linked to autism. He's okay. like, I used to have bad Tourette's. I went to therapy and shit like that. I used to have all the ticks and all crazy stuff. And but yeah, he's he's got a form of autism. And that guy yeah. obviously is it manageable. Can be more severe, yeah, more mild. But like I said, you got to roll those dice. If they say, yeah. look, he might have autism, are they guaranteeing you a degree of that? And are they guaranteeing you it's going to happen at all? Like, does that devalue the life that they're going to have outside of what that? You're if it is, is the that case, we don't really know exactly. In a lot of cases, there but, might be a few. But, there might be a few where they really know the exact well, outcome, and it's going to be unacceptable. But in a lot of cases, we're not really going to know. But there might be some to varying degrees. There might be a disability, and it's not fair to make this comparison because I know it's not exactly the same because nobody's forcing it. But getting rid of people that you deem to be genetically inferior now we, we're we're getting to like third reich are we getting into yeah there's, like, there's we're a, getting into there, there's Hitler a little cleansing. man a little man with a funny mustache that was preaching that pretty hardcore and like i said he was forcing it so it's not quite the same but think about it if it gray area obviously there's totally but if it just comes down to inconvenience or this child might be autistic you know and at that point does it is it because of, uh, it's probably because of, yeah, I don't want to see my kid going through that. But you know what? Maybe a part of it is too, like, man, this kid's going to be living with me forever, potentially. Or they're thinking of the worst case scenarios where it's going to cost me a fortune, whatever. I'm like, look, sometimes you just kind of have to roll with the punches. I think a little bit. 
right? And just go with what hand God deals you. But I think that's a good place to end it. I wanted to talk about uh, Liam Neeson. I think we're going to have to do another time because we've uh, gone kind of long. We've covered a lot of ground, man. Yeah. Milan, everybody. Dude, thank you so much uh, for doing this. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Nice. Nice talking to you. All right. Yeah. All right, everybody. I want to go ahead and pitch it really quick uh, on the Revival House Network. I don't know if you guys are watching us on YouTube or whatever, but if you are uh, in the description below, you can obviously follow channels that'll take you to um, all of our podcast formats. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Anywhere you you get your podcast fix, you can find us. Uh, The episodes go up earlier there, and they are usually... um, I don't want to say unabridged because we don't edit anything out, but we can get away with a little bit more things. Obviously, YouTube is policed by Google, and they're super anal about little things we throw in, ear candy, especially with our other shows. Speaking of the other shows, we obviously have the Behind the Mask uh, commentaries. That's BTM podcast. Those go up uh, every Wednesday. We've got Mac and Zach Save the World typically up on Mondays. we got our Twitch channel where we do our retro rampages. Those go live on Sundays. And we have the brand new Cinema Anima podcast, uh, old school style podcast where we break down and talk about films um, and uh, really dissect it. And we don't have to worry about watching a film while we do it, which is great. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. And obviously keep uh, an eye out for more Deep End. And uh, yeah. And if you want to know when wherever Zach and I are going live with our other shows, because we do live commentaries every now and again, where you guys can be a part of it, which are always a blast to do. Uh, follow us on all social media. We're everywhere. That way we'll alert you when we're going to go live and you guys can join us. That's all I got. Bye-bye puppets. Bye-bye. <laughs>